Blog Talk Radio. Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome. Southern Sports Central presents you the first edition of the Sunday Showcase. I am your host. They call me the professor, legal name, (laughs) Clinton Robinson Sr. Ladies and gentlemen, how are you doing today, this Sunday evening? I hope everything is everything and everybody is doing all right. That's right. We're going to get into some sports talk today. Nine times out of ten, I try to keep it about youth football. Youth football seems to be a hot topic nowadays, and doing what we do for these young children is actually a seed that is being planted, and we all must do our part. So what we'll get into today in this first hour, we'll talk about some scores that's going on around the area in the SCYFA, a couple of people down in uh, the AYF, that's the Georgia PAC, down there in Georgia in Augusta, the lower state of ours. Uh, they threw in some scores also, so we'll just take it one by one and uh, work ourselves down the line. Make sure that if you are calling in with a question, that you hit me up, hit the line at 323 784 9681. That is 323-784-9681. Also, we're probably trying to go live here on Facebook. If you don't follow me already, I am the Voice Sports Reporter of South Carolina. You can check us out on Voice Sports, or you can hit my private line, and it's all good, at Clinton Robinson Sr. Most definitely, most definitely. So as we get into it, the intro, and what this show is definitely about, like I said before, is about the youth and what we are doing to do our part to get these young men in and out of sports and women, excuse me, and women in and out of sports and uh, keeping them preoccupied, especially during this time. So right now, we'll go ahead and we'll jump into the SCYFA, the SEC, which is the division down here in Charleston. Charleston-based, Jay Williams being the president down here. We go into the first set of games, scores that we have here is for the Cobras, Cane Bay, out of Cane Bay. And as you know, these are all, majority are all feeder programs into the high school. So it should be interesting to see how this plays out. Charleston is kind of 
if I'm not mistaken, one of the last later ones to uh, join into this. But I think it is for a great, great cause, and I cannot wait to see where it all leads in the future. The ADs for the high school have been gracious. They have been kind. They have been doors open and always just giving their best to everybody, and we do nothing but appreciate that. Cane Bay Cobras yesterday started off their games. 8U beat the summer, beat the Waves 44-12. to 12. 10U Cobras, 14. The Wave, 12. 12U Cobras fall short with 6 to the Waves, 14. On to the next game, moving down on the other side, which is the Low Country Golden Knights versus the North Charleston Raiders. That's right. 8U, 14 for the Low Country Golden Knights. 18 takes over the Raiders. 18 to 14, excuse me. The Low Country Golden Knights beat the Raiders, 8U, 18 to 14. Next up, we have the 10U. 10U Raiders took a full sweep on the Low Country Golden Knights, a 34 to 0. That's right, 34 to 0, ladies and gentlemen. Woo, I, I tell you, you, you can't ever you can't never really uh take North Charleston for granted. They'll always come with something. Always come with something. We're trying to get the live here going good. Next up is the 12U. 12U Raiders take the 12U Low Country Golden Knights 36 to 6. Moving on further down the road, I believe Fort Dorchester has a youth team that went out there to Bowman yesterday. And, oh, my goodness. Guys definitely represent for the hometown, as always. I know the picture's kind of blurry here online, but we're going to work it out. 8U, Fort Dorchester, beats Bowman 44-0. 10U beats Bowman 60-0. 12U beats Bowman 64-0. Oh, my goodness. What a way to start off a season by taking a full sweep across the board. We'll jump out of that division real quick and go to the a- and go to the AYF. We will come back to the game of the week, the game of the week I was at. So we will, we will get some more in-depth with that one in a second. But right now we're going on to the Trinity Elite Titans. That's right. Some of you may know or may not know about them. Trinity Elite Titans, 6U, beats the Warner Robin Raiders. Warner Robin Raiders, that's a turkey one to say, 26 to 0. That's 6U. 8U lost to Warner Robins, 0 to 19. 10U took a loss, 20 to 27. And 12U was tied due to the weather. So that's just clean wash, so that, that goes. Augusta Bulldogs against the River Boys yesterday. 6U. Augusta Bulldogs lose to the River Boys 7-12. 8U. Augusta Bulldogs 26-0 over the River Boys. 10U takes the win with 26-7. And 12U takes a loss to the River Boys 6-15. Moving on a little bit further down, let's go to the game of the week. That's right. Game of the week was Woodland against the Somerville Swamp Fox. Woodland Wolverines 
against the Somerville Swamp Fox. And I tell you, I was there for that game. And my, oh, my. The game started off right off the top with a touchdown first play of the game. Couldn't believe it. The young man fumbles the ball for Swamp Fox, picks it up. Excuse me, getting a little drink of water there. Picks it up, goes downfield, almost 80-something yards, and just good night. Lights out with it. So you kind of knew right then and there it was going to it was going to definitely be something. It was definitely going to be something. It's going to be a game, all right? Because Woodley comes in with, I believe, two years back-to-back of winning the championship and doing what they do. Jay Williams has always had a program that, for some reason, they just do not give up. They don't give up at all, and they don't stop. Um, so watching that 8U game was definitely exciting. Woodland turned around, they came back, and they scored. Definitely way to go. Woodland came back and did what they were supposed to do, and the game kept going back and forth. And I believe we have – I believe we're, 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 checking, we're checking the stats. I believe Mr. Jay Williams is trying to call in. We're going to see if we can't talk to him and maybe get some uh, – Get some output on what what he feels about how the game went yesterday. That'd be pretty cool. I know on Facebook, if you can't hear me, I got the headset on. You guys can definitely, what's up, James? Mr. Grant, how you doing? You guys can definitely chime in. Um, Let's see. We got Jay. Is that Jay right there in the holding tank? Family, just getting used to it. Jay is on the line. Here we go. Is this, hello? What's going on, Clint? Hey, Mr. Jay Williams is definitely on the line. Jay, how you feeling today? A little tired after yesterday, but feeling good, feeling good. <laughs> it's pretty, it's really well. Hey, listen, I, I was just, I was, I know you probably heard, um, you know, Woodland for the last couple of years have always put up a dogfight. Um, even when it seemed like their back was against the wall, they've always been that type of team. You've always had that type of program that just, hasn't given up, man. I mean, you put you leave yourself with too much time on the clock, and you guys seem to take advantage of that. How do you feel about yesterday's uh, – let's talk about the 8U first. We'll go down the line. Oh, man, the 8U game was a tremendous battle. I mean, it was back and forth from the start. Uh, a lot of great coaching, great talent on both teams. Um, it was a, a back and forth game. Uh, it was like a old heavyweight title fight. Um well, it was punch for punch, blow for blow, and we just made some key plays towards the end where um, we were able to come out with the win. But I believe in more time was on the clock. That game could have went either way. I mean, it was just a, it was just a battle. Yeah, it, it was definitely a battle. Um, as being there yesterday, I saw, and I was just telling the people the first play of the game uh, with being a ball on the ground and the quarterback, the Swamp Fox, picking it up and taking it almost 80 yards down the field, that, that's one heck of a start. And I know they have to put a little a little hole in the balloon, to, so to speak, to uh, be able to get your game started off. You definitely don't want to start off like that. So I, I know that you had to get some encouraging words to go in and let those guys pick their head up and lace up those cleats again and go back to work. What, what, do, you, what do you say to a team uh, that young, something like that happens off the first snap of the game, what do you what do you kind of give back to the kids to say, hey, you know, let it go. It's only the first play. You got four full four quarters to play. Well, um, 
basically, you just got to let them know, like, hey, we're in a game. Like, you know, this is – they ain't coming here to just lay down and y'all walk over them. They score. Now let's go back. Let's score yeah. offense and, you know, let's play football. You're in a football game now. Um, if What's any up? of y'all showed up just saying we were going to walk over them and they weren't going to move the ball or anything like that, change your mindset because they hit you in the mouth in the first place. So, um, yeah. basically the message that we relayed back and – like I said, it was just two tremendous teams going at it. Yeah, it was, it was definitely it was definitely that. It was definitely that. I um, we saw that all around. Uh, I believe you have a your quarterback is absolutely amazing. I saw him uh, yesterday on his way out and spoke with him. He is absolutely amazing. Uh, he's got some speed on him. Running backs have what they need. Uh, I'm just cutting off. I'm trying to cut off this live at the same time. He's not getting it right. Um, but you guys did. You guys finished off really well, and that was an um, awesome way to go. Uh, moving on to the tenue, tenue game. You guys fell short, eighteen to eight. Yeah, the tenue. Swamp Foxes. They they got a great tenue team. I mean, they size, speed, athleticism. You name it, they got it on that team. And um, we just really couldn't get anything going offensively at a steady rhythm on our end um, to pull it out. It was more of a a defensive battle-type game uh, where, I mean, they made some some big chunk plays where they hit home runs for touchdowns. But besides that, the the ball mostly stayed in the middle of the field throughout the game on both ends. It was just a tremendous defensive battle. Right, right, and I did see that. It went back and forth. A few flags thrown in that game, too. Um, I know the, the referees, everybody has their opinions about referees, but that group I've seen out there, um, you guys have been dealing with for the last three years, so you kind of know that it's not a personal thing that these guys are just, I think they're getting a little bit more stern, which is a good thing. Um, and they're just, you know, they're, they're making the calls when they're making the calls. You can't really argue it. You have to just turn around and brush it off and keep on pushing. But you're absolutely correct on that dogfight yesterday with the 10U. Uh, the score does not really uh, subject everything that happened out there. I was out there live and I saw it, and you're absolutely right. It was a dogfight. Moving on, on to the 12U. Now, the 12U, was, the 12U just went pretty much one way, and it was fortunate enough that it was your way. Thirty-four to zero, you guys go in there and sweep the swamp box. Uh, what do you think about that game, and what input would you like to give? I think we started off extremely slow. Um, the twelve U group of kids I have are extremely talented. Probably collectively, talent-wise, the best group that we've ever had in the program um, across the board as far as O line. D-line, skill players, quarterback, receivers, group, we, you name it, we have it. Um, right. And the way we played in the second half against them is the way I expected the whole game to be played uh, with this group. Right. And they started off slow. They did finally follow in rhythm, and, you know, ended up being the 36-0 game that you saw. But I really was not impressed with our first half of football with those guys. I think we could have played a lot better in the first half. Right, right, and that was going to be my next question. What, what would you, have, what would you have changed, if anything, if you had to turn around and say, well, 
it's it's about you know the way definitely the way you start a game, you know you practice the way you play, and play the way you practice is definitely out there. I know you do preach that. Um, starting off that game being that slow start, you don't ever want to catch them in the back end because you don't want to be behind. But because you guys were up, do you think that the twelve you kind of put on the cruise control, or they really just didn't start to the second half and that's when it all broke loose? Well, I don't even know we're on cruise control, so to say, because we were only up six nothing for, I think, most of the first two quarters. Um, so it wasn't cruise control. The Swamp Foxes were stopping us. They were legitimately stopping us, um, and they didn't, you know, move the ball too much on their offense end. But defensively, they were playing great. Um, I just take it account that our kids not jumping on the field, being ready to play when they get on the field. Um, no excuse to be made. They just weren't ready to play. And they have to be prepared to go out there and play the same way they played in the second half from the kickoff. And we didn't get that out of them last night. So, you know, that's something that will be corrected. (laughs) I'm I'm pretty sure. I know your coaching style, and I'm pretty sure come Monday, the boys might not like you for the first couple hours, but I think they'll be all right. They'll be all right. It comes with the territory. We always have that good guy, bad guy. Uh, personification that we got to bring through. But, hey, I appreciate you, Jay. Uh, matter of fact, while I have you on the line, do we are, are we set for the game of the week? Are we still trying to determine where we're going at for the game of the week next week? Yes, uh, game of the week will be at Danny Jones. It will be North Charleston Raiders and Somerville Swamp Fox. So, Somerville Swamp Fox are getting two back-to-back game of the weeks. Isn't that something? All right. So and we got the folks. format. Now the format for that one will be um, it will be mm-hmm. 8U, 12U, and then the 10U will actually get the highlight game of the week this week. That will be the last Ooh. game played, um, and that one will be on Facebook Live and broadcasted um, over the air with Richie, which is going to be able to make it out. Well, you'll be there with him as well. Um, definitely. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. The ten you guys get to get some love shown to them this weekend. They're the ones. Always, on always. And, and add, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. If you had a choice, if you had a choice, what would you rather? Are you a eight U fan? Are you a ten U fan? Are you a twelve U fan? I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I know you love all three. You run a hell of a pro, heck of a program. If you if you had to choose, which one was kind of leaning towards? That's my ace. That's the one I would take anywhere and do anything. Not just your group right now, but overall, 8U, 10U, or 12U? Uh, I really can't choose, to be honest with you, because it's all about matchups. I mean, if you've got right. two great 8U teams playing, then I want to see that game. And if you've got two right. great 12U teams playing, then that's the game I want to see. Um, so I, I really can't pick one that's above the next for me. Uh, if I did have a favorite, it would be uh, one of the age groups that we don't even do down here. It's six U. Uh, they do it oh, a lot in the man. upstate, and those guys are just man so funny <laughs> watching those little ones out there playing. So that would be the age group that I would pick as my favorite, just because the little guys yeah. are just so funny out there playing. But yeah, uh, <laughs> I think it's that, the, the innocent. Yeah, it's most definitely, most definitely, the six U. I, I kind of agree with you. It's the innocent. And it's just the rawness of the game to uh, watch 6U play. I had a, I had a, um, fortunate to see 
showcase, watched Trinity Elite play a couple of times up there with Luke Keenan. And, man, that was just a trip to see those guys do what they do. You never know, Jay. You you always have a, a open mind since you might be coming to uh, the SCYFA. Well, it's already an SCYFA. It's <laughs> in the ACC and Big Twelve right. conferences. Um, but it oh, may gotcha. be coming to it may be coming to the SEC. There you go. There you go. Hey, y'all heard it here first on the Sunday showcase. We might just talk Jay Williams into bringing a six U down here, all tackle, all the time. Jay, we appreciate it as always. A heck of a program, heck of a thing that you're doing. We appreciate you, and we wish you a heck of a season, injury-free season. And uh, you guys keep doing what you do, man. All right. Appreciate it. Take care, man. Thank you. You too. All right, ladies and gentlemen. You heard that with Jay Williams just now. All right. Awesome. Way to get back to it. Hey, you heard it here first. We might. We might. Mike, you know, we, we like to press the button for a little bit every now and then and see what we can do. Uh, we might turn around and get a 6U around here, which, again, as I feel, and you heard Jay Williams, right, is like more of an innocent, innocent, innocent uh, game to be played. All right? So, ladies and gentlemen, as you know, if you want to contact me, if you are listening in via blog, and you want to hit me up, hit me on the line, the best way to do it. Facebook Live right now isn't working for me. We will get those kinks worked out. This is all more about Southern Sports Central. I am the voice sports reporter, Clint Robinson, better known as The Professor. And as we move down the line, you can hit me up at 323-784-9681. That's 323-784-9681. Bring in your comments. Bring in your questions. You know we're bound to hear it. There's somebody on hold. Who we have? Who we have out here? All right. All right. That is. That is. Come on, man. Hello. Hello. Come on, man. Touch your neighbor, Tony. Tell your neighbor, tell him you love him. What's good? How you feeling today? Hey, my brother, my brother, let's go other ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome. Oh, my my heart. I can't take it. Oh, oh, man, listen. Almost, I got chills. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all just don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Wayne V. Voice Matthews, the founder and one of the founder and creators of voice sports. Mr. Wayne, how you doing, sir? Man, I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I really, really came in to just check you out and, and really support what you're doing, man. I love it. And uh, appreciate I'm you. just honored to be in the, be in the presence, rocking with the professor, man, in the lab. How you love that? Hey, straight in the lab, just like that. You know, it's none other. And I appreciate you, man. Without the many blessings and the guidance that uh, the voice sports reporters, which – 37, ladies and gentlemen, there's 37 of us across the United States, in case you didn't know, we'll throw that number out there, um, that, yeah. <laughs> that are out here doing what we do, and it is because of this man right here that now, Charleston, you will be touched, you will be blessed, and you will be highly favored to put Voice Sports in your events and let us get the word out. 
So, uh, Mr. Wayne, hey, you know what? I get to finally interview you. You're usually interviewing <laughs> me. Now I get, oh, this is going to be strange. Ooh, I hope Sean is paying attention. I'm going I'm to I'm learn him something like they say here in the South. I'm going to learn him something. Uh-oh. So, that is interesting. Right. This will be the first. <laughs> it will be. It will be. Got to love it. So, uh, mm-hmm. Wayne, what, what's the, what, what made Voice Sports start? Where's the start? Where's the beginning? Where's the vision? Where'd that come from? Wow. Man, actually, about 10 years ago, well, I'm not going to say actually. This is actually approximately 10 years ago. Um, I was um, a part of the opening process of the Grassroots Youth Football League here in the DMV, which was introducing elite-level football to the DMV. Um, I initially came in as the uh, as the assistant head of security. My man Phil Taylor, whose son plays for uh, – now the defensive line coach for the Redskins was actually just got drafted into the Cleveland system with the Browns. Um, we were uh, really heavily involved in that from a security standpoint, doing celebrity security. And um, right. we noticed that a lot of the parents were coming in and drop their kids off and pull off. And then when the games were wrapping up, you'd see the cars with the hazard lights outside. We're like, what can we do? to make this different. Um, Mike Anderson, who was the president of the league at that point in time, went to the press box, and he knew most of the kids because of the registration process, but he couldn't be calling the game and on the field. So one day I was riding to the field with my man Phil, and I was like, man, he should let me up that joint, man. I, I keep everybody from going to sleep. <laughs> he said, man, what's the worst he can tell you is no. So exactly. we were talking, and I'm standing under the goalpost because in my capacity, I would walk like Doc Walker, LeVar Arrington, uh, Brian Dawkins. That time, Troy Vincent's son, uh, Teron, was playing with the Loudoun County War Eagles, and I would just escort him. And we were standing up under the goalpost, and uh, Doc Walker was like, hey, big guy, tell us what's going on, because they just have a separate conversation. I was like, well, I don't have a roster, but... This kid right here is the fastest grease lightning. It came across. Younger right here in the middle is not having it. I was just giving him my own breakdown. Right. Anyway, before long, I looked around, and all of the guys were sitting behind me just laughing. He was like, dog, they need to have you upstairs. I was like, okay, well, (laughs) you need to say something to Mike. I just stood there with my shades on. Then one right. day he came and was like, he came and was like, man, look, I can't be both places, man. Go ahead upstairs. I had my playlist. I had already had a music background. I coached football for years, and um, once I got in the press box, it was a whole nother world. Um, I wanted to be more than just call the rosters. I wanted to know something about the kids instead of a tangible sentence or two. So the relationships opened up. Um, in the first year, I think I went from 300 friends on Facebook to like a thousand by my third, fourth year, I, I, I couldn't take anymore. Currently yeah. now I would say it's about 2.8 million friend requests pending on Facebook. And we've gone around the country three times. I'd have never thought, um, a guy from Southeast that just viewed the game from such a perspective um, and my approach to being more uh, in, in touch with the families and the friends and 
and everyone that's encompassed around the game would would embody that. But as I noticed going right. around from state to state, many of the game environments were the same as grassroots was. The parents come, people leave. It was no entertainment value to it. Either you was really into it as a parent or you were really out of it. Um, right. So as as the um, the information came into play, we wanted to start giving the parents the information, the tools they needed to not only be involved with their kids from that uh, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade level, but help them start to realize that when you have a special student grade-wise, you have options outside of um, just going to the school closest to you. As many of the public, many of the public schools are zoned, private schools, um, charter schools, border schools, have big-time scholarships for student-athletes, and they want winning programs. If you got the grades, you can do it. And for right. a parent on the youth level, if you, can, if you can see your child embrace going to a school they know you're paying tuition for in high school, you're easier to accept go making that step into college. Because right. for many student athletes, if they, they don't, you know, they, they'll, they'll, they'll go through the public school system basically, and going to college is a, is a fear for two factors. One, can they keep up? And two, man, I'm spending a lot of money. I don't want to send him to school and he come back with these mediocre grades. Well, <laughs> you get a chance to you get a chance to put all that stuff in perspective now, and to start right. working with kids um, as early as eight U, nine U, ten U on how to not only um, uh, how can I say speak speak up for themselves, but present themselves orally. Your body stature, your go back and forth in the interview was a whole nother world. I didn't expect a lot of my interns to end up going to college in journalism and broadcasting. And now I look up those babies, everybody laughs at me being in the press box with got degrees. And my whole yeah. staff is completely young. So to be able to move around the country and say the next possible phase is replication. And, and, and run into guys such as yourself and see and they see clearly and can go and make moves. This is this is incredible. I'm just I'm I'm elated beyond words. Because right. the same way the same way we met, you may run across someone else and someone else is someone else and here we are in fifty states saying we did this start we started this with cell phones and tablets. Imagine what we could do right. with the budget. Listen, and that's and that was my next, and that was one of my next questions. I have probably three major ones that I do want to ask, and I've always, and I Come know on. a lot of stuff we've already touched on, but it's good. It's nothing. It's nothing left. So, where do you well, want to go? We, we talked about it. The world didn't hear it. Listen, if they don't, if y'all don't know already, please go follow Voice Sports. You'll hear, you'll hear, you'll hear Wayne as you get on there. And he's probably one of the most entertaining people to watch when you watch live. <laughs> I know you, you people watch live a lot, and you get it. But listen, he has fun with it. It is about the youth. It is about the youth. It is about the youth. I'll tell you that till I'm blue in the face. Um, he is very much about it. you, you got to understand the private conversations and the behind-the-scenes conversations that he has. 
and that Y word, the youth, comes up constantly. So, I, you know, this whole thing of us getting together is definitely a blessing. I, I think it's where I think it's a it's a blessing. It's a blessing to see it done and to endure the storm it took to get here because typically when people set out to do things, they say, oh, wow, this is a business. And when they go into it as a business, their first step is to monetize. And when your first step is to monetize, it desensitizes you from something like youth sports, which is community-based. This is everything is about, it has to be about the kids. If you walk right. into it like a business, you're going to find yourself on an island sooner or later because many are going to look at you and say, I don't want to pay for that. You're not a necessity. Well, well you can lean towards your goal. Right. Yeah. So your goal, well, your goal they, set is to come in and be a blessing to the kids, the families, and the communities, and to do it without putting a price tag on it to them is where the challenges felt, felt us in the first four to five years because it was, okay, now we have to structure this a certain way. Because it's one thing to be great. It's one thing to be popular. It's one thing to be um, what you call uh, a motivator or motivationally inspiring to others. But at the end of the day, I got bills too. You got bills too. And I, I would say going that route made me much more wiser in the past or back eight years and that is you have to be enterprising in how you do it. Advertising was a realm I never looked into because I felt like that's too much like asking for somebody for something. When, you're, when you start right. to set a business up, you have to put humility to the side. Your humility has to be about where you grade yourself, not where you grade others. So, um, right. again, learning the business aspect of it, I, I would I more so look at every member of the voice reporters as, their own independent brand that I support. Um, but the concept more so, I mean, most people that understand rap will, will get where I'm going with this. When you see voice sports, you're, you're looking at the Wu-Tang of youth media. <laughs> you can get where I'm coming from. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Everybody, everybody has a talent. Everybody has a style. Everybody has a swag. But when you catch us together, it is, it is something to really just embrace. And as we continue to travel the country, whether it's at um, Outspeed, Showtime Elite Athletic Showcase, whether it's Isaiah Fleming's uh, Mid-Atlantic Showcase, whether, um, whether it's at uh, my man Rusty Noel's True Talent, whether it's at Wallace McIntosh's Coach Mac All-American Games, whether it's the Pro Football Hall of Fame Academy in Canton, whether it's Sean Ramey and Ramey Sports Group in Ohio, whether it's Brent Chris Gray in California with the Cali Bowl, Snoop U Football League and all that. My man Kenny Long. I was about to say that's a Snoop League. Yeah. That's my ace. That's my dog, man. When it was right. it was a scary road because in the beginning it was I, I I felt like it was just me and Kenny that was in it. And when Kenny called me and was like, man. I can't wait. I, I wanted to talk to you for so long. I'm like, dude, you on TV? What do you mean you want to talk to me? He's like, but you heard yeah. me. I'm like, no, you? I'm like, dude, you on TV? He's like, look, man, we should hook yeah. up. And, and when we started to talk collectively, I will tell you this, and I believe you're going to be a witness of it in years to come. Iron definitely sharp as iron. 
Because if we get better, we get better for our kids, we get better for our communities, we get better for our coaches, we get better for our leagues. We get better all the way across the board because now a lot of the colleges that go to recruit can now get not only a character reference, but they have an idea of what's trickling down into the youth leagues before they even get to high school. Youth league is right. one, one one levels of sports where statistics aren't kept. It's just the final score. But who can who better can come to you and say, this running back is vicious. I got a quarterback that's off the hook. The defensive line is off the chain. My man right here. You know, these type of intricate conversations can be relayed back and forth with us because we never miss a play. We there. We care. We in that's the right. grind. And, and big that's corporate right. companies who look at you sports as a dollar is going to always miss it because it's about community. It's about heart. It's about um, it's about building up from within. And if you can't do that, whether it's white, black, green, purple, brown, yellow, <laughs> or cream, you're going you're, you're gonna to miss it. So I'm yeah, excited about it. And state, and state by state, you're going to continue to see it grow. You're going to continue to see it flourish. And I'm just really excited and kind <laughs> I'm kind of breath. I'm taken away because this is the first time I've ever been interviewed myself. That's crazy. <laughs> hey, listen, listen. I kind of I'm hearing it because you know I'm gonna call you up tomorrow. Sean, I'm gonna poke fun at you. Like man, you turn all over the place. You all right? He's a little bit different. Sean, you on the other seat? Sean, good <laughs> Sean, Sean gonna laugh. Hey, Sean is gonna have fun with it. <laughs> yeah, shouts out to my man, Coach Twilight, um, official Chris, who's in Las Vegas yep. um, today. Working on some stuff. Um, we, we just continue to keep moving, man. I'm just blessed and, and happy to have people around me who are passionate. Because when you work right. with people who are passionate about what they do, you don't have to stand over top of them and ask them uh, about their quality level of service. You're not. When you talk to somebody and say, "Hey, look, I want you to do this," and it's 150 dollars, they're going to give you 150 dollars worth of effort. Somebody that's passionate. Right. Exactly. You, <laughs> It, it, it goes without question. They're going to give you the best regardless. And that's what I think will always separate the voice reporters from anybody because we always we care about the kids and what we do. Yeah, and we're having fun with it. So it no longer becomes work. It no longer becomes a job. And right. Unless you're getting unless you're getting paid at the end of events, which I did. Um, through, through my next guest. <laughs> I got my next guest already on hold. But the next guest, he hit me oh, at the end of the event. And believe it or not, he blessed me with a tip because he sees me like, man, you're hype. You're ready. You're there. It's all about the kids of you. Like, hey, I got to love it. So, you know, it, it doesn't it all that, come full circle, man. You see that that passion? That passion can counteract a 15-page resume in a heartbeat. <laughs> I'm day. telling you. All day. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy to see you on board. And I'm definitely excited about what's going on here with the lab. I encourage everyone who's listening and watching, um, whether you're watching on the live stream, I don't know if you got that up. Yo, continue to support my man Clinton Robinson, seeing me doing an incredible job. I got to get some of that ice cream, man. You, you got some mimosas it. on that. Hey, that, it's right there next to you, too. That's that Philly ice. I had to have it brought down. That's way around. See, I'm talking yeah, to you. I'm talking to you, man. <laughs> yeah, we gotta get you in white... Yeah, we gonna get we gonna definitely get together. Get one of the red, white, and blue voice before the flavors. 
Oh, see where you're going at? Now you just started something. There you go. There you go. Now I'm going to go work on that. Back to the last. Back to the last. Hey, Wayne, it was great talking yeah. to you, man. I wish you many, many, many blessings, as always. And we'll definitely be in touch, man. Without question, man. Appreciate you, man. Enjoy it. All right, All right. Appreciate you, Sam. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Off with him, and I believe I have somebody waiting in the winds. If I think who it is, we're not going to take a break just yet. Stand by. We are still talking. We are still. You are now in the lab. Hello, caller. Go ahead. Yo, yo. Hello. Oh, my goodness. That voice I haven't heard in about, been about three weeks now since I, the actual originator of the SC Sunday Showcase. Sir, is that you? Yeah, South Carolina, yeah. There you go, yeah. Mr. Mookin, and ladies and gentlemen. I've been playing with him. He didn't catch on to him. We'll get him later. It's just like <laughs> it's just like anything else. It's all good. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Mook Keenan is the founder and creator of SC Sunday Showcase, where I believe this year, Mook, how many did you, uh, Mr. Keenan, how many did you have this year? Uh, We've done, I want to say, three this year, start off. Three this year. Right. And due to COVID, it is one of those things where COVID, I think, messed everybody up. Because normally, what do you usually what do you usually what is first of all, let's explain to the people who don't know, what is Sunday SC Sunday Showcase? Uh SC Sunday Showcase basically um just pick up games from different teams from South Carolina who don't get to play each other during their league games. They just come out and play on a Sunday, they can call each other out if they want to, you know. Come out play head to head, the kids get awards, teams get awards, thirty five dollars a piece and just all love, all vibes up there. Right, right. Definitely, and I have been a part of all three, and it was very, very encouraging to come out there and see what you do, you and your staff, excuse me, what you and your staff do in order to make this thing go smooth. Um, I, the trophies, the the vendors, the from a little bit of everything out there, how how do you see how do you see Sunday Showcase SC, excuse me, because there's plenty of Sunday Showcases, so we want to make sure that yeah. we tell them it's the SC Sunday Showcase. Yeah. That's right. Uh, you got to specify that. That's right. Because, it, like you said, it's about the people talking and trying to get down with, uh, with I guess, teams that you don't normally play, like you said. So can they come from all around? Does it have to be South Carolina-based only? Or do these teams come from all over? Nah, as you seen, we had the um, Trinity Titans Elite from Augusta, Augusta Bulldogs, North Carolina Giants, Royal Hornets. Anybody can come and play. Anybody who wants to smoke, come and get it. Right, right. So nowadays what it is is it's about – and, and I understand we, we have to understand this, people, that it's, it is youth football and it does get competitive. It's travel ball nowadays. It's around here. Um, I think that's taking the place of some other – type of bigger organizations. Travel ball is, is being talked about a lot more and uh, it, it's actually yeah. starting to start. Yeah. It's starting to hit home uh, with these teams calling each other out. How, how right. easy is it to get into it? Uh, Mr. Keeney, you're talking about just $35 per team because basically all the thing for is the referees break, break that, break it down for us a little bit. 
Well, basically, you got three referees. Each team will pay one ref. I pay the third ref. And, you know, um, I post the schedule. They have open teams. Like, if you see a 10U team on there, I, I have a team sitting there waiting. If you feel like you can take that team on, you can come on and call, give us a call, and we'll set you up with a game. There you go. There you go. Awesome. Out of all the three that you've had, I believe we are at season three. Episode nine would be the next one? Yeah, nine would be the next one. Yeah, episode nine will be the next one. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping up with it. That's like those, it's like those episodes me on Netflix. We need to be on Netflix. Right, right. I'm, I'm just, I'm just keeping, I'm just keeping up with it. What is the most challenging part of running these uh, showcases? What's the most challenging part of running these? I mean, a lot of times, man, you have teams sign up for it, then they back out last minute, things like that. And like you say, it's real um, competitive now. But it's not really, uh, like with the younger age group, it's not really the kids as far as it is with the coaches and stuff. The younger age groups, they get out there and have fun with it, man. But some of these older age groups who kind of know each other and kind of been around each other a little longer, they kind of get a little chippy and stuff. So it's a real good environment. Right, right. I saw at the beginning, uh, the one that you did in St. Matthews, uh, probably the first one of the, so if you want to call it a season, we can call it a season. Um, the first one that you did, um, I came out there. Uh, you called me up. You actually hired me to come out there to do the voice sports, which I very much appreciate. But I saw you guys doing the temperature checks. They're at the gate, at the main gate, where everybody was coming in. Temperature checks and sanitizer and, and all that stuff. How long, how long do you think you guys will continue to do this, or is it just going to become now a habit? I mean, now it's kind of natural for everybody, but I think um, everybody's kind of coming out their shell now. I mean, it's kind of wearing off to everybody for us to COVID-19, but you know how it is, like, with being out in the public. Some people some people take it real seriously. Some people don't take it serious as well. Some people got masks. Some people don't. We try to ask everybody to come in with a mask, but it's real hot stuff, so they're able to take it off. But at least when they're around the athletes, we try to ask them to wear the mask and try to keep their distance. Correct, correct. Yeah, I mean, this is it's, it's one of those touchy subjects that we really uh, uh, hear on uh, Southern Sports Central. We probably won't indulge into too much because there's too much back and forth with it. I mean, I'm that type of person. Hey, I can agree to disagree. It's totally fine. It's totally fine if you feel that certain way about it. Yeah, if you feel that certain way about it, then I'm kind of I'm good with it. You don't want to wear a mask? That's all right. If I want to wear mine, I'm cool too. But I still try to keep that social distancing just in case because you never know. Right. You, you never know. All right, great. Well, what plans? Any plans coming up? Uh, we have some holidays coming up. I saw a couple of posts. I believe you might be putting together something in the background of a, of a so called, what is this, the All Star game coming up? What's coming up next? Tell the people. Yeah, yeah, we're doing year three, Team South Carolina. Um, this year we're planning on doing a um, big all-star event with Brandon Jacobs and them down in Florida, so we're getting that all together. We'll be doing that January 15th through the 18th, for Martin Luther King weekend as always. And this year we got some um, new uniforms. We'll get some HBCU uniforms and rock for the coaching. Man. Okay, okay. Hey, very well, very well. We saw a lot of – what's probably the last question, and I'll let you go because I know you're getting ready to get your stuff ready for the week. You have uh, – actually, you take care of the rankings for here in South Carolina. 
for the youth uh, football um, in our league, SBYFA. Um, what is probably, out of the three showcases that we've done, what's the probably most exciting game you've seen so far? Mm. <laughs> uh, it's, it's been a lot on though, but the um the the best finishing one I seen was the Trinity Titans Elite versus the Columbia um Knights. I have to say like that end of that game time that passed to win the game. I think they were right there blew the top off the the whole thing. Right now there. was that the was that the one at St. Matthews? That that was at St. Matthews, yeah. I think the St. second one. St. Matthews the overtime game. Right, out of the eight U teams. They threw the little pass. The kid was throwing the pass all yes. day. Yes, yes, most definitely. That actually had that was actually gonna be one of my that has to be one of my favorites. That overtime was yeah. crazy. If I'm not mistaken, that was double overtime. That, yeah, that was, was double overtime. It was like, yeah. Very good, very good. Awesome, awesome. Well, Mook, hey, we appreciate you, man. Thank you for coming on. Appreciate the support. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. Sports always got your back. We we'll, we'll definitely we plan on doing a lot of things together. And uh, I can't wait to – we actually – I think we ought to bring the Sunday Showcase, the SC Sunday Showcase. I think we ought to bring it to Charleston a couple of times next year. Yeah, yeah we want to bring it down there to the Myrtle Beach area, Charleston, Somerville. Try to get in touch with everybody. Right. Most definitely. Most definitely. Mook, hey, we appreciate you. And as always, be safe. Have a blessed one. Enjoy your Sunday night. Uh, you watching NFL? You watching a couple of games? You seeing anything you like? Oh, yeah, man. That's some good football going on. I'm waiting on them Pittsburgh Steelers tomorrow, though. Oh, my goodness. Against my New York Giants. That sounds like a personal call off the air, Mook. That's not a oh, problem. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, definitely, <laughs> we'll definitely get to it. Hey, you have a blessed one. Tell the family we're saying, hey. We appreciate you coming on to the uh, to the show, man. Southern Sports Central is always here for you, along with Voice Sports. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Mr. Mook Keenan. Mr. Mook, appreciate you. We'll talk to you later. All right. Yes, yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. That was Mr. Mook Keenan. Mr. Mook Keenan, actually no affiliation to any team up there doing what he has to do. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and take a pause for the cause. We're going to see what I can do about a little music just to soothe the soul just a little bit. Let's see what we got here. Something, something, something. Mm-hmm. They have a few good choices in here. Let's take this one right here.
All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, back from the pause. Pause from the cars, a little drifters. If you don't know, I'm old school, so that's how it's going to go. We appreciate you all. We appreciate you all. Looks like we have a caller, but right before we get to the caller, we're going to give a special shout-out to some of our sponsors, Brielle's Catering and Special Events, The Factory by Mr. Booker T. Pete III, Tropical Italian Ice, and Florida Design. We appreciate you all for everything you do. Please keep it up. Let's go ahead and slip into this caller. A couple more things to talk about and some subjects that I definitely want to talk about, and we never know who's calling, so I might throw the subject in then. Stay tuned. Let's see who this is. You are now on Southern Sports Central. You are in the lab with Mr. Voice Sports. Who am I speaking with? Hello, caller. Hello, somebody there? Hello? Hello, hello. All right, let's see. We put them back on hold there for a second and might have to come on back. Let's see. Can everyone, I think we're still out there. All right, that person must have. We must have lost them for a minute. Hold on. Nope, it still says are they on hold. Hold time is right there. Let's check it again. Hello, hello. Hello, caller. Going once. Going twice. And sold. On to the next. If you know me privately, let's try to connect with me. Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, if you were trying to get in touch with me, it's 323-784-9681. That is 323-784-9681. Let's see what we got going on out here. We are trying to uh, determine, I think we'll just go ahead and jump into it. We'll see if that caller is back on hold. I, I have no idea what's going on with them, but we'll delve into that later. Uh, a couple subjects I want to talk about: concession stands versus vendors. Concession stands versus vendors. What what is everybody doing nowadays? Where are they looking towards uh, as far as the concession stands go? Because as we know, with everything going on with COVID nineteen, it's kind of a touchy subject when it comes to preparing food. Right. So I mean, it's don't want to touch this. You don't want to leave that open. I think it's just a, a line across the board that has already been drawn, but people are just now paying more attention to it. Could it, could it be that? All right. Let's see. I have, let's say uh, I, my producer tells me I have a guest that I am trying to get on. Let's see if we got him this time. Hello. Hello, hello. We are trying to get the guest on. Guest, if you can, do me a favor. Let's hang up and call back because for some reason we cannot get you in, and I am definitely trying. Hello, hello. All right. Uh, Put you back in the blue or might just have to. Let's put you back right over there. 
And unfortunately, we cannot connect. We are trying to get you in. Definitely want to hear your opinion. We don't even know who it is, but we still want to hear them anyway, right? But as we continue on, as we continue on, we are talking about concession stands versus vendors. Uh, again, the line's already been drawn, right? They have to go through inspections. They have to go through pretty much like a lot of red tape in order to get uh, approved, to get licensing, to get insurance, all of that. Uh, it's just one of those things. Hello, caller. Hello. Uh, let's see. Okay, let's call the call. You're going to have to definitely call back. Call back and let's see if we can't get you back in there. I appreciate your call and do me a favor and try to call back if you can hear my voice. Mr. Voice Sports Reporter says, hey, give us a call back. Definitely in the lab. Right now, the discussion is vendors and concession stands. That's what we're talking about right now. Again, the line has been drawn. Is everybody going towards Vendors this year, we're still trying to tackle concession stands. And if you're doing concession stands, are you doing everything? Are you cooking? Are you serving? I know down here in South Carolina, the rumor mill is not really a rumor because we heard it from a, a couple of solid resources that they're actually having to serve in closed containers, right, which now brings on to the point of, I have to go buy more containers. I have to get this container. I can't do it in the boats, that type of thing. So why not just hire a vendor, all right? Why not just hire a vendor? And you don't get as many, you don't get as many uh, visitors in the stands, right? You don't have as many fans anymore. So let's say if it's high school football or youth football, where are, we, where are you really standing at with it? Where do you go? Do you just cut your vendor's price in half and kind of know that this year you might take a short because of COVID-19, because of the virus? Who knows, right? It's, just, it's one of those things where you kind of have to play a fine line. Talking with a couple of people yesterday, uh, we actually had a small conversation. Uh, concession stands just doing – Rat items, right? The candies, the juice, the waters, the sodas, that type of thing. So why not, right? And keep it simple. Let the vendors who've actually already gone out there and did all the work and went through all the red tape and they got signed off, the DX certified, the probably serve safe certified, right? That that is always great to have to be serve safe certified. Uh, why not let them go ahead and just take it? Right, they, they're already paying for it. They, they they pay their they pay their insurance. They pay their liability insurance, and such. Not letting them go ahead and take it and take responsibility all the way over to them, right? Because that nowadays what they want is French fries in the closed box and this in a closed box. I get it. I definitely get it. Because I am a uh, germaphobe myself. I don't. I really don't want to you know, worry about how my food's being prepared and things like that of that nature. I will hold you responsible if it's not right and you have the A on your wall, then, hey, we're good. We're good. Versus the concession stands, which I'm not saying some of those people can't cook. That's probably some of the better meals that I've had is from a concession stand. That's almost sad to say or 
Maybe I've been nowhere. But it's definitely it's definitely a good one. Um moving forward, I guess that would pretty much versus the vendors versus the session stand. Where do you guys stand that way? Where what do you what do you think? Do you do you charge them more? Do you charge them full price? How many people are you allowed inside your stadium? How many people are you allowed on your fields? What can you what can you get out of it? You know? It's just one of those things. One of those things. Okay. Rules on attendance. That was another subject we were gonna bring up here later on, but it seems like we're almost falling right into it one after the next, which is fine. Uh how many people are you allowed? I've heard some rumors about uh two hundred and fifty. I've heard some rumors about half of what your stadium can hold. What is the true number? What is the true number? If anybody knows, definitely call me. I I, I want to know. I want to know. 323-784-9681. That is 323-784-9681. Definitely. Definitely call in and let me know. We're trying to get back to that caller that we had on earlier and see if we can catch back up with them. Few more things to talk about. Scores, the highlights, definitely in attendance with uh, what's going on. Theater programs down here in the South, like I mentioned earlier, if you guys are just now tuning in, uh, we'll probably give you the scores and the rundown one more time uh, right here in the middle of the show. Um, Theater programs just now starting here in Charleston. Good, bad, ugly, what is it? How do you guys feel about it? It's travel football. Unlike AAU, um, they say it's travel football, but it's more like traveling like what the high schools do, right? So it's really not too, too bad. Really not bad at all for what for what everybody's doing. Um, true feeder programs go off of certain things. Uh, you can go off the, the area and things like that. Others, they're following coaches, which is not a bad thing. Uh, some coaches have a bigger impact than others, and we can definitely we can see that from time to time, uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. Definitely nothing wrong with that. True feeder programs are, are out there, and they want to see the high schools. I'm pretty sure the ADs, they want to see uh, you bring in the kids that are actually going to go to that school. So that's interesting for them to come out there and, after their practice, come and watch your practice to see you doing your thing with the 8, 10, and 12 U. First of all, shout out to all, all youth football coaches that are out there giving their time and money um, to give back to their community. For the community, by the community is one of those phrases that I use and I say very often, and I truly, truly mean it. For the community, by the community. Sometimes we have to step back and be a village. Charleston is one of those places that um, when, it, when it all hits the fan, that they do step up and they stand together. And I'm hoping to see more of it as we move further and further along down the line. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, as you heard Jay Williams earlier, hey, quick sneak peek, right? And nobody's heard it. You heard it here first on the Sunday Showcase, all right, with your man, the professor on Southern Sports Central. The game of the week 
next week. This week, excuse me, it's Sunday, right? Coming up, the game of the week on Saturday is the North Charleston Raiders against the Summerville Swamp Fox. So the Swamp Foxes came off of the game of the week, right? They're 8, 10, and 12. Didn't do that bad. Stern team, um, very disciplined, very disciplined. Newer program, second year in, and they're actually doing tremendous things. It's going to be awesome to see it uh, going against the Raiders this week. Raiders, I believe, have the number one 10U team in the state is what is what's being claimed. And if I'm not mistaken, I'm reading right now, looking through and looking at some of these stats. Uh, oh, my goodness. These guys, they, they're putting up some numbers, and it's like a run-and-gun team that uh, Coach Anton has out there. So it should be fairly interesting. So let's go through it again one last time before we take a break. All right, the SCYFA. We'll do just the Charleston area right here in our hometown so you know what we're talking about. Out of Cane Bay comes the Cobras. The 8U wins over the Wave 44-12. to The 10U takes a win in overtime 14-12. The 12U take a loss this week 6-14. to The Wave come out on top on that one. Moving on to the Low Country Golden Knights. Based out of Somerville, they beat the Raiders 8U, 18-14. The 10U take a loss for the Low Country, 34-0. Raiders take that win. 12U takes a loss, 36-6. The Raiders take that win. So the Raiders get two out of three on that day. Fort Dorchester has a youth program. Can you believe it, ladies and gentlemen? Listen. One of the top schools around here that I now have the pleasure of working with via sidelines, okay? We're going to be doing some sideline commentary just to throw it out there a little bit. Sideline commentary, look out for some posts that are coming that you can purchase your tickets, pay-per-view. You can sit in the very comfort of your own home, okay, and you can watch the game. Why wouldn't you? There has to be something that makes you feel like you're in the game, and that something just might be your very own host of the Sunday Showcase, me, the professor. I will be on the sidelines this year, up and down with the fellas. Perfect day yesterday to meet them, sit, talk with them, see how they feel about the season coming up, talk with Coach McPrad, see how he feels about something coming up. Um, nothing major. Everybody just thinks the same. They're a little setback. Little setback, nothing they can't handle. But we'll dodge back into that. We'll get back into that for a little bit. But the youth football, Fort Dorchester's youth football, 8U, 10U, and 12U, take a full sweep over the Bowman Seminoles. The 8U wins 44 to nothing. The 10U wins 60 to nothing. The 12U wins 64 to nothing. Take a full sweep, go up to Bowman, handle business, come back home, and now they're hyped up and ready to take on the Kane, the Cobras of Kane Bay next week. All right, all three of those games start early in the morning, late 10 o'clock, and they'll be on to the next. Now, looking at it again, the game of the week, as you heard earlier, if you missed it, Mr. Jay Williams, the athletic director, and coach of the 8U 
I believe I saw him out there coaching some 10U and 12U. Very involved, very, very, very involved coach and director over there. The game of the week, Woodland, 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 Woodland versus Swamp Fox. The 8U, Woodland takes over the Swamp Fox 26 to 18. The 10U of Woodland take a fall to the Swamp Fox. Swamp Fox come out on top 18 to 8. And, again, that game was pretty much in the middle of the field the whole time. Swamp Fox, I'll keep on saying it and keep on saying it, very disciplined. They know how to move the ball. They know when to hold back, and they know when to try to punch it in the mouth. Let's, let's just be, you know, let's just put it out there. So they didn't give up, and they played their hearts out, okay? Moving on to the 12U, 34-0. And, again, I understand by listening to the score, you're thinking, man, they just ran all over them. I think it was a, I wouldn't say it was a hard-fought 34 for women. Uh, a lot of that was in the second half. Um, Swamp Fox did make a few stops. They were putting it all out there on the line, and they were doing everything that they had to do. Unfortunately, they just came up short. Um, I saw a few good runs, some good hits. Uh, we even talked with a couple of kids yesterday from Swamp Fox. The parents, everybody – was still behind them, and they were and they're loving that program. Gary Birdsong, if you're listening, hey, you're doing one heck of a job over there, and I hope you keep it up. James Fennell, uh, Bubba, Stephen Robbins, you guys are doing a great job. Keep it up. Keep doing your thing. Those people over there love you, okay? So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and we're going to take a small break. We're going to take a small break. We'll be back to give you a little bit more information. We'll dive into some other things. Couple more topics. If you want to call in, if you want to call in, it's three two three seven eight four nine six eight one. That's three two three seven eight four nine six eight one. As we try to find something for you to vibe with, just a little bit. Like I said, hey, I'm old school, so some of these things gonna be they go back. All right here we go.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We are back. Short break, pause for the cause. Had to pay some bills. You already know how it goes. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Southern Sports Central Sunday Showcase with your man, I am the professor, better known as Clinton Robinson Sr. at Voice Sports Reporter. I am the Voice Sports Reporter of South Carolina. Definitely, definitely, definitely loving what we're doing and where this is going. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have any callers, don't forget, any callers, do me a favor, call in at 323-784-9681. That's 323-784-9681. We can talk about any topic, youth football, high school football. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm not from the area originally, but I have a couple of my favorites, and I just so happen to be uh, pretty much part-time employed by one this year and was thankful for the opportunity um, to be able to get on the sidelines. I think what they are doing at Fort Dorchester is a wonderful thing. They're trying to bring something new to the game. Uh, so it, it should be interesting with live streaming this year. All right, so make sure that you're watching on Facebook and that you're keeping, uh, keeping tabs to see when you can get your tickets so we can make sure that you feel like you are definitely in the game. As we take a sip here. So as we move on, one of those topics I know that we were talking about, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns about, is the attendance on the high schools and or youth football games, concession stands versus vendors, how do we feel about that? How do we feel about that? Right now, I'll give a special shout-out once again to our sponsors, Brielle's Catering and Special Events, The Factory by Mr. Booker T. Pete III, Tropical Italian Ice, where every scoop is like heaven in the cup, and the one and only Floralina Designs. Follow them all on Facebook. Facebook, Facebook, you can find them, get in touch with them, and they definitely have what you need. Again, if you're just tuning in or just coming back with us, game of the week next week is the North Charleston Raiders against the Somerville Swamp Fox. That's the North Charleston Raiders against Somerville Swamp Fox. That game will be done a little different. If I if I am correct, Mr. Jay Williams, our pres the president, said it's going to go eight U, twelve U, and then ten U. Right, because the ten U is going to be the game of the night. That's what they want to focus on, because the Raiders are the number one ten U in the state. So that's how that's going to go. All right, do we have? Trying to get some people in here. We are on both this and Facebook here. Trying to get some people to call in. Let's get some opinions. I'm pretty sure y'all can't be that quiet. Everybody's watching the NFL. All right. Back to the the subject at hand. If you're just now tuning in, one of the subjects at hand, concession stands versus vendors. 
We don't want to repeat it all, but which way are you leaning more towards? You'd rather see a vendor come up there and do what they have to do, or are you still okay with the you still okay with the uh you still okay with the concession stands doing what they did? Depends, right? Everything 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 depends on how everybody, how you look at it. If you're okay with people now they're doing the food, that's cool. I believe that uh, concession stands don't do anything off the normal. If it's a grill, they usually have a grill guy out there. They're grilling. They're doing their thing. Uh, nothing, nothing major. Hamburgers, hot dogs, that type of thing. Uh, and it, they just try to keep it. They just try to keep it simple. So what's the Somebody say, well, what's the big deal, right? How can you mess up a how can you mess up a hamburger? How can you mess up a hot dog? Well, it's kind of simple. It's kind of simple. You, I won't say you won't know what you're doing, but it is kind of simple. It's a lot easier than you think. Uh, the countertops, uh, where you're putting it down, all that is considered cross-contamination, right? So you, you definitely want to be careful with things like that. You definitely want to be careful. Um, so if everybody's taking the precautions like they're supposed to be, then then we don't have that. So why not give it to the why not give it to the vendors and let them handle it since they've already done what they were supposed to do? Okay, that's one of those things. Getting a couple guys in here. I'm trying to get in touch with somebody from Fort Dorchester over there, youth football, to try to see. What happened on that game yesterday with that full, clean sweep? Was it the weather? Did the other team show up? What was the deal? We're gonna to try to touch. We're gonna to try to touch base with them. I know Bowman is a new, uh, new program, and so is the Fort Dorchester. Fort Dorchester's new program here, first year in. Uh, let's see. Let's see if we can't get somebody. And independence and all the other stuff. Oh, there we go right there. Let me see if this is who I think it is. All right. Hello, caller. You are on Sports Central, Sports Southern, Southern Sports Central with the man, the professor. You're now in the lab. How are you doing? What's up, brother? How are you doing? Hello. There you go. There you go. Can you hear me? This, this, this sounds like, yeah, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, good, good, good. David, David Folson from Fort Dorchester. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful, man, doing wonderful. Just relaxing after a big, big win yesterday. Big wins, and I was just talking about that. Um, we, we were wondering if Bowman showed up yesterday. Uh, Bowman showed up, but uh, I don't think Bowman showed up ready to play. That's what, okay, okay, okay. So let's start off with the, because I know you're there. Will you um you not tell the people what do you which age group are you coaching this year? I know you've done all three before. Uh-huh. What age group are you coaching this year? I, I am I'm back, bouncing back between all all three age groups, helping whenever I can, mm-hmm. and I'm also right. the uh, assistant program director over there. So I'm just just filling in wherever I'm needed, man. I got you. I got you. Good, good, good. So let's start off with the AU. Let's see on my on my trusty notes here. 8U comes in, and they just blast off with 44 to nothing. 
Yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was kind of interesting at first. You know, they're, they're a first-year program just like a few of us this, uh, this year in this league. Um, we showed up game time. They only had nine kids, you know. They were they were going to go ahead and forfeit, and we were like, no, we, we drove the hour ride. We're going to play some ball. Um, we did a couple plays into a little scrimmage, and then they had a few kids, you know, show up. So, they, I think they had 12 total, and uh, they had enough to um, – to play, so the referees called an official game, and uh, we just we just did what we practiced all week, just ground and pound, ground and pound. Right, 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 right. How is everything going? Um, as far as we'll, we'll we'll get into that in a second. That's cool. So the eight U came out there, handled their business. Ten U, how do you feel? So if there's anything you can change about eight U game, let's let's back up a little bit. Anything you can change about eight U game? other than the team not showing up on time. We, we get that. Um, is there anything you're going to do different? You're going to change up anything? You're going to look to um, add some things? What does is, what is this week's preparation look like? Well, we honestly, I mean, yeah, we won big time, but, you know, that doesn't mean everything was perfect. We had a few mishaps on the offensive line. Mainly, you know, we're trying out a few people at different positions or center. You know, we have a great center. You know, he, he snaps high, snaps low, but we're working on that. But uh, other than that, you know, we're just focusing on blocking, 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 blocking. That's, if you can't run the ball, right. you ain't got no blocking. That's true. So that's true. And in that, and in that age group, that's, that's the two things, that's the two or three things that win a football game, blocking and running. <laughs> those, those, yep. You just try to keep it simple. Yeah, you try to keep it simple in those two those two there, you got to actually, you got to win on your hands. Cool. Well, moving on and moving up and forward, the 10 you 60 to nothing. 60 <laughs> to nothing. You guys, I, if I'm if I'm doing my math correctly, you, you guys pretty much, with the full sweep, how many points is that all together? That's eight. That's 10. 168 <laughs> points. Oh my goodness! Ten you, how'd that well, game go? Ten you, we 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 performed very well on both sides of the ball. Um, obviously, we scored a lot of touchdowns, but from a defensive standpoint, we had two pick six early in the uh, first half. Um, both of them by our middle linebacker by the name of Swag. Um, big big linebacker plays a lot of running back for us, but he took one to the house right. about. 40 yards out, and the next one he took to the house at about 30 yards out. Uh, we forced right. a lot of fumbles. A lot of fumbles, man. We had a bunch of hard hits, knocking balls out of hands. I mean, we were just... Wherever the ball went, we had 11, 11 Patriots to the ball. And that, that's what we practice. Right. That's what we preach. Attack, attack, attack. Right. right. And swarming to that ball, getting around that ball carrier and finding it and get into the pig skin. I can't blame you. Definitely a good concept. Well, it sounds like I might be talking to, as far as the, the boys sports and the, the uh, Southern Sports Central goes, it sounds like we might be talking to Swag here pretty soon. So Swag swag is the real deal, man. Swag, we call, it, we call him Swag, man, because he, he plays with a swag. No matter if we're down, we're out, we're up, we're in, it doesn't matter. He, he's, he's got one of the biggest hearts I've ever seen out of a 10-year-old. Good, good. That's always something to see. And I think it's it's not rare, but I think it's how you bring them out, how you bring it out to the kid to uh, be able to trust you, trust the program, 
the parents getting in there, trusting the program, um, and the whole nine. And that actually lets the kid be himself. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yep. Once the kid he, can be himself, he, he's definitely, it's home. He's definitely, been, he's definitely been a good team captain for us. I mean, a player does something, they're not, you know, they miss an assignment, they miss a block, they miss a tackle. He, he's always there to pick them up, you know, say, hey, don't worry about it. We'll get him on the next play. He slaps him on the helmet. He's just, he's, he's an all-around great kid. We've got a bunch of those kids, but I think he's, he's, he's the main one. Yeah, yeah. Always good to have good leadership. Good leadership. And if those kids are picking up that, that trait now, so in order, like you said, to, you know, either good or bad, to be able to uh, just keep your head up, that's an awesome thing. That's an awesome thing. Got to yep. love it. Definitely got to love it. All right, well, moving on down the road, and uh, 12U, 12U comes in, and they top both of them, and they take a 64-0 to zero win. What did you think about that game? It was just, you know, we, we knew all week that they were going to be – We've seen videos and pictures of them on Facebook. They're very, they were a very good sized squad. They had a lot of big mm-hmm. guys up front. They had a nice skill players, a good quarterback that could throw the ball, a good receiver. But you know, that's like any time we go play somebody, we we think we're the better team, and we're going to try to show right. you. And uh, we kind of got up early on them, pretty pretty quick. I mean, we first play of the game, we drove 80 yards for a touchdown. I mean, it was just after that, it was just one right after the other. We got a safety late in the third quarter, um, forced them to, you know, punt it from their own 30. We take the punt, run it back for a touchdown, and it just kept going on and on and on after that. You know, everybody played. We probably had 10, 12 different kids touch the ball yesterday. Wow. Yeah, and that's what's about. I guess if if you're running it up that much, I mean, do you do you ever slow down? Is it all gas, no brakes? It's it's kind of a it's kind of diff, it's kind of a difficult one. What do you what do you guys you guys just everybody just puts on the you put the pedal to the metal and, and I mean I guess practicing the the plays that you've done all week is actually coming into play and probably running some stuff that you normally wouldn't run would be the uh, ideal way to take it. It is football and it is competitive. Uh, so, I, I can't blame you. 64 to nothing, you got to take a full sweep of 168 points to drive up there at a moment and handle business. So, what do you guys, who do you guys have up next? Game Bay Cobras. There we go. I hear you now. Game Bay Cobras is up next. What do you guys uh, foresee in doing? Man, we're going to go out we're going to try. We're going to try to repeat the same thing we did last weekend. We're just going to play Fort Patriot football. We're going to ground and pound, and we're not going to give up a touchdown. That's that's our motto. We're gonna we're going to pound it to the last whistle blows. Right, right, right. Well, I mean that's that's the way it's supposed to be uh, to get these guys hyped. You guys coming off a big win, it should be pretty hard for any team to take that away from you. Should be pretty hard yeah. to take that. That same vibe comes in to uh to practice that it's gonna be extremely hard for somebody to take that away from you. I know you heard the scores, you might have saw the scores, what Kane Bay did last week. Um almost similar. They scored the same amount of points as your eight you. They scored the same amount of points as eight you. Both of y'all scored forty four points. 
So well, that would yeah. definitely be a good matchup right there. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. And I know the 10U took um, – the 10U had a hard one. The 10U came be had a tough one. You guys, of course, need to just handle business, but they had a rougher one that, that went into overtime. So, again, I think it should be awesome. What do you think, David? I, I don't know if you were, uh, you've been listening the whole time, but I've been asking people – uh, concession stands or vendors? Um, we we're we're leaning more towards you know vendors. You know we're we're about helping oh, yeah. local out. We had a jamboree uh, a few weeks ago, and we had three or four you know uh, local vendors out, and we we pushed for supporting local vendors. Right. Definitely. Definitely. So, definitely. So as far as the as far as the uh as far as the attendance what is what is you guys what is your maximum? Do you guys know what your maximum is inside? Are you guys playing in first of all are you guys playing inside the stadium? Uh, no, we will not be playing inside the stadium this week. Um we will be playing on the track field. Um which for the jam it's gonna be probably the same capacity as the Jamboree was. It's two hundred and fifty per game. We uh yeah, we cut it off at fifty, just like Dorchester District Two is. We uh, we start out with our eight U. We'll get our eight U parents in, fans in. You know, we'll play the game. Um, we'll wait twenty, thirty minutes. You know, have all the fans exit the field. Um, then we'll have the new, the new fresh batch of uh, fans and parents go in, and we'll trickle on down the line. Players and coaches yeah. come in through one side of the field, and then. Uh, Parents and fans, or whatever else, they they come in through another side of the field, so we're not all congested into one area. Had that had that been did that work? Well, you guys had your jamboree. Did it work? Everything went fairly well. It went extremely well. We had no more. We we kind of cut it off a little before two fifty. We cut it off at about two forty five just to make sure we, we had a guy counting going in and we had a guy, you know, minus in it as we as they walked out. So Right. Okay. We're gonna, we're gonna okay. try to try to follow we're gonna try to follow the guidelines, you know, so we can all, you know, have a successful football this season. We don't we definitely don't want it to cancel now. We've all put in the work. Too much hard work this off season for it to go to nothing. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely feel you on that. I definitely feel you on that. I think everybody has done uh, quite a bit of work to try to get this thing going. And um, I believe, did you? There was a pause everybody took after conditioning started. There's a pause everybody took. Did you guys take the two weeks and just relax, or did yeah. you kind of just dial back? Yeah, we we, we kind of actually did, you know. We had some parents that were worried about it. You know, we got together as a staff and a board, and we were like, you know what, we got parents that are worried about it, and some of the coaches were worried about it. So we, we took that period off. You know, we encouraged the kids to stay home and work out and just do be active around the house, not just sit on the couch and play Fortnite and Madden. And uh, when right. we got back to work, we when we got back to work, we could tell the kids that, you know, actually worked out and did whatever compared to the kids that, you know, sat around the couch and ate little Debbie's. <laughs> like like we do sometimes. Like we like, do I, like sometimes. Like I do all the time, Professor. I do it all the time. I'm a little Debbie fan. 
Hey, listen, you know how it goes, man. We just, we definitely there. If we could push away from that table, we'd be all right. But I, I love the southern food too much, man. I can't, I can't just let it go a lot like of that. <laughs> yes, sir. I know that's right. Hey, well, listen. And while I'm sitting here talking to you, believe it or not, I'm sitting there uh, scrolling through, and a message just came through seven minutes ago. You ready for it? Yes, sir. SEC powered by the UIFL. Here goes your AU SEC standings. Number one, Fort Dorchester Patriots. Number one, Fort Dorchester Patriots. Number two, Cane Bay Cobras. Number three, Woodland Wolverines. Number four, Low Country Golden Knights. Number five, Lads and Squires. Number six is West Ashley Kings. Number seven is North Charleston Raiders. And number eight, is the Somerville Swamp Fox. So what what do you think about what do you think about that like right off the rip, like just starting to it, I mean you guys come out feeling. and after the first game you're already number one. It's a great feeling, you know. As always, no matter what team you're with, you expect you're the best. You wanna be the best. Right. You wanna be the number one spot, but you you, you gotta you gotta beat the best to be the best. You know we're a first year program. You know we haven't had much action this year, just a couple of scrimmages. But you know last weekend was our first game, or actually yesterday, I'm sorry. And then this coming Saturday will be even a, a, a better test to see who actually we really are. Right, right, right. So we're because excited. You we're guys... Go ahead. I'm sorry. What's that? No, you're good. Go ahead. I just say we're we're excited and we're, we're ready for the for the challenge. Yeah, most definitely because you guys they have you guys down at 46 points, which that might be possible. That might be possible. I could have had some bad information. I'm gonna check my uh, I'll get my producer on that. We'll see uh, if we have that right. Was it 46 or 44? You guys had it was it was 46. We had 46. There we go. There we go. Right? That's one strike against my producer. We'll talk to him later on that. 46, 46, and they have 46 here on the board, too. 46 points and to their 44, so that puts you guys neck and neck. So I do actually see that 8U game, that being a game of the week when it comes to 8U. I, I don't see why we wouldn't. I think I'll, I'll, we'll definitely promote it as such. I, I think that's exactly where it's going to go down. I think that's going to be a good one. Yep. Yeah. So as you heard, next week, David, I know that you always you show up to some of these games, so I'm going to put you on some of the inside scoop I received earlier. The game of the week, do you know what it is next week? No, sir. Is it, is it us again? It, listen, it's already up. I had the inside scoop, man. I had to go talk to the man himself. I had to talk to Jay Williams and find out where we were sitting at with it. Next week is the NC Raiders, the North Charleston Raiders, against Swamp Fox, Somerville Swamp Fox. It'll be the game of the week. Swamp Fox was is listen. They, they're rolling dice because they got two weeks in a row to be the highlight, to be the game of the week. Um, I saw them play yesterday. Not too shabby. The AU is, is, is the dogs. Yeah, they're dogs over there. But it's gonna be interesting because the format changes, David. The format changes. It goes eight U, twelve U, and then ten U. So I know very well. I expect to see you, your popcorn, and a cold drink in your hand getting ready to come on the field next week down there down there at Danny Jones Field. You, you know I'll be there. Uh, 
That that's that's gonna be a really really good game over there at the Swamp Foxes. Uh, Sean King's doing a, a a heck of a job with those boys over there. He is uh, coming in off of a Satoma Rec Championship last year. He's fired up and uh, he's he's doing really well over there. I, me and Sean talk almost every day back and forth, just cutting up with each other, talking trash. So he's he's a good friend of mine. I love him. Yeah, good deal, good deal. Well, let's see. We have some more. What's we're talking about? They posted the same one twice. I think they meant to post the 12U. But guess what? You won't believe this. Fresh, hot off the press. The 10U SC standings. Number one, Fort Dorchester Patriots. Number two, North Charleston Raiders. Number three, Somerville Swamp Fox. Number four, Cane Bay Cobras. Number five, Lassen Squires. Number six, West Ashley Kings. Number seven is Somerville Wave. Number eight, Woodland Wolverines. Number nine, Low Country Golden Knights. And number 10 is the Bowman Seminoles. So that means, David, while I have you on the phone and sitting here getting these things hot off the press, they're sending it to me, they're showing the world, you guys are number one. In eight U and ten U, congratulations! Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. We we put in equal amount of work so far with the, with the two age groups. Well, we just got to yeah. we had a we had we had a worry beginning of the season. You know, we had some mishaps going on up there in Lancaster. We went up there for a showcase, and we all had to sit back and uh, and it kind of made an eye opener for us. We had to make a lot of adjustments, some uh, player changes, and stuff like that, position changes. And then as the weeks went on, we had a showcase. Um, I believe it was right there in Columbia. Yeah, it was in Columbia. No, I'm sorry. It was at Danny Jones. And uh, we we did pretty well at that one. I think we won, uh, I think it was 12 to nothing over the Low Country Golden Knights. And then last right. weekend in the Gen 3, we, uh, I think we we played Woodland. And I believe, don't I don't know if I'm correct or not, but it was 6 to nothing. Or six to six, it was a close one, but um, the boys the boys were ready to, to unleash the beast, is what they call it. They, they call them releasing the beast. Right. So they were hungry. They were hungry. They were. Everybody was talking down on us, saying, "Oh, our tenure is going to be one of the worst programs in the league." And you know, the boys the boys didn't didn't take too kind of that. But they said, "We're going right. to go out here. We're going from the time of the whistle to the time of the last whistle. We're going to punch them in the mouth every single play and." That's what they did. Exactly. And I think you guys are doing a wonderful job over there because, believe it or not, a lot of these teams, um, they don't have the numbers. They don't They don't have the no. personnel. Um, yeah, they don't have the backup. I've been seeing it. Really haven't said anything because, believe it or not, some of those guys, they want to play both ways anyways. But um, as a former coach, I think that you, you kind of want – you want somebody to come take in for the kids. You want somebody to come in yeah. there and say, hey, give them a break. You know, when you turn around and you look exactly. back over the sideline and you only got three or four kids over there, it's, it's tough. Yeah, we um, come tryout time back early, early June. We had 143 kids come out for tryouts. Goodness. We have right now across the board, we have we have a limit of 35 per age group per roster. But, you know, we kind of sat back and said 35 was too much. You know, we get all these kids and, you know, some of them aren't going to get playing time. Parents are going to be upset and stuff like that. So we decided to dial it back to 30 kids. Um, 
all three age groups across our program have 30 kids. Um, right. That gives us a start offense, starting defense, and we have a few extras to sub in. So we 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 definitely are blessed that our program wasn't hit with low numbers this year. Right, right, right. Well, yeah, and that's and that's that's definitely a blessing. I don't I don't blame you. I mean, you guys are doing a great job over there. I think the uniforms look kind of jazzy. They actually look like miniature Fort Dorchester Patriots all day long, and you gotta love it. Uh, the high school, the, the grounds, and everything. I'm pretty sure you guys are satisfied with where you're practicing at. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, Coach LaProud over there, uh, he's gave us 100% access to everything that Fort Dorchester has to offer for football or anything like that. He's been behind us 100%. Um, he's he's all in for us. So good, good. We just gotta do, good, good, do yeah. what he. What he <laughs> what? I, I know that's right. I know that's right. Good job, good job. Well, David, hey, it was definitely a pleasure. Uh, as always, I, we, you and I, we've done some all-star stuff last year. Probably be doing it again this year. I'll get with Coach Anton and see what he plans on doing about that Palmetto Games. Uh, it was a blast last year to do it with you and an honor. Definitely. So I can't wait to do some more stuff. Well, I appreciate it. And uh, hopefully next weekend I can, you know, we'll, we can produce the same results. Uh, get a couple more dubs across the board and keep rolling with them. There you go. One game at a time, my dog. One game at a time. One we wish you nothing but the best of luck. That's right. Yes, sir. And there I you go. It, brother. No problem, man. All hey, right. We'll talk to you later. All right. Yes, sir. You have Bye. a wonderful night. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen. That was Mr. David Poston. And I tell you, that, that that gentleman right there has always been a fan of the professor. We always sit down. We always talk. We always have a good conversation. Nine times out of ten, it's about this youth, this youth football and what we can do to make it better. That's what we're all here for. That's what we're all here for. We're all here to make the youth football programs a lot better. All right? So if everybody does their part, we'll be, we'll be good to go. All right? Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a pause for the cause. We'll come back to you, break down the scores one last time, do a few overviews of what we talked to, who we talked to, and just try to keep it simple. Y'all know how it goes. I am the voice sports reporter, the professor. You are now on Southern Sports Central's The Sunday Showcase of In the Lab. In the Lab. And I might even come back and tell you why they call me the professor. That might be some people wondering why do they call you the professor.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. We are back. We are back. Welcome back to the Southern Sports Central Sunday edition of the Sunday Showcase. I am your host, Mr. Voice Sports Reporter of South Carolina. I am the professor. That's right. We're out here. We're talking to, uh, we talked to a few coaches. We talked to uh, David Poston. We talked to Jay Williams. We talked to the infamous uh, Wayne the Voice Matthews. Um, talked to a few people. Definitely looking forward to getting some more calls. We get one or two more calls in before we end. This is our last hour, so we're definitely going to have a breakdown and let you know what's going on around the league of the S-C-Y-F-A. That is the S-C-Y-F-A. A few topics we talked about or that we tried to talk about and talking with David just briefly about was uh, concession stands and uh, maximum in attendance. Um, that's what we're kind of that's what we're kind of leaning towards for just this week's little low topic. Since it was my first time getting on here, the blog radio, something different we want to try. See if we can reach some people that way. We will be getting it together and going via Facebook Live next week. I will have all technical difficulties taken care of, and we will be ready for you and be able to go back and forth with people on live who have questions, who really don't know about blogs and things like that, which I'm new to it too. So, hey, we're all going to learn together. How about that? As we're running down some of these scores, some of these names you might know, some of these you might not. All right, going into the 12U division of the SCYFA, week one, 12U scores, 12U New Era Hurricanes at 12U Upstate Titans, postponed due to weather. All right, the weather. That's the ACC division up there. All right, New Era Hurricanes. I've seen that before. Upstate Titans, definitely in the Greenville area. All right, Asheville Extreme, 36, versus the 12U Clinton Little Devils, zero. Asheville Extreme, 36, Clinton Little Devils, zero. These are all 12U. All these are 12U. The uh, Electric City Chargers take the win over a forfeit against the Spartanburg Gators. All right, Electric City Chargers forfeited, I'm sorry, take the win over the forfeit Against the 12U Spartanburg Gators. Okay. Carolina Elite Panthers, 14. The GASA Raptors, 8. Camden Bulldogs, 14. Sumter Spartans, 22. Something Spartans take over that one. Rock Hill Cowboys. Ooh, I've heard, we've heard that. Against the Columbia Knights, 8 0. Columbia Knights take that win over the Rock Hill Cowboys. Northeast Wolfpack, 30. That's the Northeast Wolfpack, 30 points against the, the West Columbia War Eagles. I'm thinking that's the West Columbia. WC War Eagles, zero. Wolfpack, 30. War Eagles, zero. Capital City Vipers, zero. 12U Rock Hill, Cow, 12U Rock Hill Wildcats, 28. Rock Hill Cow, Wildcats take over that one. Fort Dorchester, where we just heard from Mr. David Poston, so you know what it is. 
Fort Dorchester Patriots, 64-12U against the Bowman Seminoles with zero. Somerville Wave beat the Cane Bay Cobras, 14-6. Low Country Golden Knights fall short to the North Charleston Raiders, 38-6. Women Wolverines beat Somerville Swamp Fox, 36-0. And West Ashley Kings take over and control of the Latson Squires, 32-0. So that's how that plays out for the 12 you ladies and gentlemen. You know what it is, how we get down. We're always about for the youth. Some of those scores, I don't know if it's first-time jitters. These guys are coming in with new programs. Hopefully they get their stuff, they get everything, get all the kinks out, and uh, they can start moving right along and pray for everyone to have first a safe, a safe season and next to definitely have a prosperous, prosperous season as far as their records go. I'm looking here at the 12U, 12U standings just got posted a little while ago. 12U standings just got posted. I think before I read off the 8U and the 10U, the 12U postings, 12U postings goes as such. Fort Dorchester, number one in the area, the SEC powered by the UIFL. Fort Dorchester, number one. Woodman Wolverines, number two. Number three is the North Charleston Raiders. Number four, West Ashley Kings. Number five, Somerville Wave. Number six, Cane Bay Cobras. Number seven is Lads and Squires. And number eight is the Low Country Knights. Low Country Knights. And moving further down the line, then comes the Somerville Swamp Fox. And last, but definitely not least, is the Bowman Seminoles. And that's how the 12U plays out. If you didn't hear it before, we might run back down all three of those again here in a few when we do a recap of what's going on and what's happening around the league. If you're trying to call in, don't forget, you can always reach me here at 323-784-9681. That is 323-784-9681. Call me, call me anytime. It's your dime. That's my father used to say. God rest him. But hey, listen, as we move further along, Small recaps. We have just a little while longer, a little time left together. This is what we're going to do. Uh, we might just go ahead and do a recap and cut this one a little bit short. Right? We get everybody to get used to it and get used to calling in. Some people just get used to the blog thing, as am I. So let's just do a recap. We'll take a break. I tell you what, let's do that first. Let's take a break. Come back with a recap of the whole day, of the night couple hours that we spent together. Let's talk about, first of all, the sponsors, okay, Floorline Designs, Tropical Italian Ice, The Factory by Mr. Booker T. Pete Third, and Brielle's Catering and Special Events. We appreciate you all for looking out for the Southern Sports Central edition of the Sunday Showcase with yours truly, the professor, the voice sports reporter of South Carolina. Definitely want to make sure we get that in there. Everybody, everybody 
everybody do your part. Please do your part in uh, practicing social distancing when you go to these games, wearing a mask at all times, at least having the mask with you. So if somebody does feel uncomfortable or in a certain way that you are able to put your mask on, is that, is that, is that too much? Is that kind of what we want to do? Is that what we want to be doing? Right? We have to sometimes agree to disagree and, and just, you know, play it 50-50 and play the fence. You put your mask on, you walk away, you might go to the other side. There's nothing wrong with that. Right? Let's try to each one teach one and just help each other out. All right? That's where we're at. So anybody, 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 anybody want to call in 323-784-9681. That's 323-784-9681. When we come back from this one, we will be going through the recap of the show. And we'll be back to start all again. Y'all stay with me. I am the Boy Sports Reporter, the Professor, and you're in the Sunday Showcase in the lab.
And welcome back, everybody. I'm Mitch Yellen here, jumping in with the professor. The South Carolina Sunday Showcase show has been a phenomenal hit here tonight. Of course, uh, he has done an incredible job. That is the man, the myth, and the legend on your Saturday morning and afternoons over there with the South Carolina Youth Football Association. He does it, of course, uh, with, uh, i, I got to be honest with you, with a lot of energy and uh, brings all of it with him. Of course, that's uh, Clinton Robinson Sr. Let's make that clear. Uh, Clinton, man, you've done a great job. Uh, I, I know your team over there, uh, Sports, has gotten proud of what you've done tonight. We look forward to uh, continuing, man. This is just the first of many shows. But, uh, you know, I've been sitting back. Uh, the popcorn stayed fresh. I had to pop it a few times. But uh, you did a good job, man. You covered a lot. And, uh, man, just think uh, we take this energy on a Friday night, and as you run that sidelines, man, you're going to be pretty uh, be pretty electrifying. Yeah, yeah, I definitely appreciate it, Rich. I appreciate the opportunity. Of course, you know, you're first getting into something that you love, as we were telling uh, Wayne earlier. It doesn't seem like a job. It just seems like two friends, two acquaintances getting together and just doing what they do. And before you know it, you guys are just clicking well together. And that just so happened to be God put Wayne in front of me and then came down along the road. And then here's Richie Altman. And here comes Fort Dorchester. And all these things just whirlwind world, world into a, a beautiful thing, which is uh, Southern Sports Central. I love it. Yeah, no doubt, man. And it is an honor, like you mentioned, man. And I'm I'm very blessed to have you. And I look forward to actually having a conversation with Wayne and bringing him in and, and just doing great things. Because at the end of the day, you said it at the intro, we're a bunch of dudes just trying to love on the youth of America between here and there and That's everywhere. Right. And, of course, between your voice and mine and Wayne's and, of course, the, the South Carolina High School Blitz. And uh, you can't forget, of course, uh, you know, Everett Sands, he does his things. I've got a kid up in Myrtle Beach doing his things. I mean, there's so many of us that all have the same vision. We might be riding down Ocean Boulevard in a different car, but we're all going in the same direction. Exactly. Exactly. I definitely feel the same way. With you having the high school knowledge and uh, more on the college side, it actually just fits in. It's like, it's like an olive branch. Man. It's like a tree, right? Everybody's holding their own, rolling their own limbs, we're holding our own leaves. And but we just make one unit, and it's all for the cause of uh, sports and youth football. Yeah, because but you, you think about it though. Let's let's look at the, the landscape of what we're doing here, Professor. It's what you do on Saturday feeds me on a Friday afternoon and a Friday night going into high school sports. But don't move too fast, my friends, because he and I are going to do the same thing on the TV screen. Who thought that these two guys were the face of radio, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be doing the thing on a TV screen uh, here in a couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, it, it all is a feeder, as we like to say here in the business. And that is, of course, feeding the, the audience between here and there about what's going on on a Saturday morning all the way to a Saturday night. Now, this coming Saturday, I'm actually going to be hanging out with you. i got to find out where right. they're going to send you, where they're going to send me. And, of course, uh, you know, I'm, I – you and I talk more about it, but but I feel like I, I feel like this is a niche for you to be really strong on a Saturday. You can have uh, you know the Facebook Live thing. You can have the radio part. Uh, you don't know this yet, but I've already included you on Facebook, so you'll be able to go in and post on Southern Sports Central, do live feeds, and and whatever it is that we can do to help you and those guys over uh, in your entire voice sports team, whatever we can do to help you guys from Maryland down to Florida and across the country, you know, that's what we want to do. 
Right. Definitely, uh, like you said, the networking and getting together is one thing that I think I, I love about you and Wayne. You guys have both been saying the same thing, which kind of lets me to believe, leads me to believe that we're really true and honest about what we're doing and that you guys also believe in your brand, which makes me believe more in your brand. So that's why hooking up with Voice Sports at first and then having a sit-down with Richie Altman, which I've seen on TV a few times with Southern Sports Central, I, it was a no-brainer to turn around and say yes to both. And now we're in this crazy whirlwind to where you and I get to spend Friday nights together. We get to spend Saturday nights together. And I believe we got, um, we got, the, we got the tip earlier. I don't know if you were listening. You're probably in the midst of popping one of your many bowls of popcorn that you had. Uh, the game of the week this week is actually in Danny Jones over there in North Charleston, the home field. NC Raiders are going to take on the Somerville Swamp Fox, which, as you know, the Swamp Fox just came out of a game of the week, a big game of the week against Woodland. And, and that was a knockdown, drag-out fight for all three games. So it should be interesting, and we should be leading up to something real special coming up to this week's game of the week. And I like what Jay Williams and all of these other gentlemen and, and, and the ladies, let's not forget about the girls because, uh, you know, they, they play a major role between cheerleading, and I'm not sure a few teams may have a few girls on it. But for us to get the opportunity to go into one community to the other community, and, again, heading to Danny Jones, there's there's a lot of rich history of Danny Jones. It's been around longer than some of the schools that we'll visit. Asher Ridge is one of those. I mean, no knock to, to the Swap Foxes, but Danny Jones, has put a lot of big dudes out. Of course, uh, Jarrell King is one of those many big dogs that have come out of there. And, heck, I'm going to have him out there because uh, I know he does a lot of work with the offensive line and these uh, connections that he's got with not just the swap boxes but across. And we'll have this thing. So I'm going to guarantee you this. I don't care where they put it. If we got to do it wherever, we will broadcast the game. We'll give them three solid hours, and you and I will do play-by-play, you and I. And it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, so I will say this. Buy your popcorn because it's going to be guaranteed entertaining <laughs> at best. Or at worst, should we say. Well, at, at least at the worst. The worst thing is you're going to laugh. You're going to laugh because we always have a good time. <laughs> Whenever you and I get together, whether it's via phone or we're in person, it's like, you know, you ever get that look at somebody? You're like, yeah, they about to cut up. <laughs> but we try to keep it, we try to, keep it to a minimum. But there's, there's no telling what's going to come out. Nothing bad. Nothing bad. We just nope. have fun. We're all handing out key things and making you laugh throughout a, a show. It, it, you, I think you said it best. It, it, uh, you know, what, what's our slogan when you and I are together? What's our slogan when we're together? What, what is it? I mean, we're just uh, a, a bunch of fun. Or, I can't remember. I can't remember, but the keychain story, we can't ever tell that on the air. We now call ourselves the NWA of sports radio. That part I do know, because I think we're going to chime in. True. Now, I'm um, going to say but, this. Yeah. I, I, will say, I, I will say this, is that you nailed it. And, and I've done this. I've been blessed enough to be um, able to do this for, oh, gosh, I think I'm working on 14 years of between radio and TV, oh 12 to 14, somewhere in there. So the one thing that I learned early, and you've learned it really early as well. When you treat these interviews and when you treat these conversations 
just like a, a, a conversation on a cell phone or a regular phone or whatever it is, or just you and another guy or girl sitting at the water cooler talking sports, you take that same energy. You take that same attitude. Well, yeah. You bring that to a show, which is what you did. I know Jay was one of your first callers to have a commissioner on starting it off, man. I mean, that, that doesn't get any better than that. And then you kept having guests. Right. You kept having guys call in. And, and I knew you had a few that were trying to get in, and that's live radio. Got to do some audio. Sometimes, you know, that's just like football. You got to look across the line and see something different. You got to change it up. But that's, that's what all. you did. And, and that's why I know, you know, you've done a great show. To put three hours in your first show is tough, but I thought you handled it well. I know you're not going to stay on uh, until 9 here. I think you're going to have about, what, 15 minutes. We'll get you out at 8.30. But, you know, to me, it's, right. it's a big deal. Um, the other thing I will tell you, and I don't want to give any secrets out because I'm not about that life, but I will <laughs> tell you that the, the, the fort, fort looked good last night. I, I went down to yeah. Sumter, watched those guys play uh, a quarterback that's uh, one of the best in the state. He's a senior. He's a lefty, by the way. But he's, he's, he's solid. They had another kid. Matter of fact, two kids on the defense that uh, one on the end, one on the other end. It was a three-four. So you know when you got three dogs in the front hunting, that means you got some pretty big guys on the front side. And they gave our offensive of line. If you're a Fort guy, all the all the heat you could take. But I tell you what, Fort offensive line wise, I thought they looked great. Uh, I thought they did a great job. I thought the defense was really shut down and all around. I mean, really good performance, but not to undercut Sumter. I think the Gamecocks are going to have a good season in that region up there on the Grand Strand. They play most of the teams out of Myrtle Beach and 5A football, while we, of course, are down here playing in the low country. But definitely great right. to see fans in the stands. And it was my first time getting a chance to see um, the actual stands and the fans of high school. How are they going to do it? And they are very adamant. And they put police in the middle, like right down the middle of the field. And they say, if you come in on the left side, you got to stay on the left side. Come on the right side, you got to stay on the right side. So the lines literally are drawn, and that's to keep people from, you know, crossing over. Fan, you know, oh, no, all that. It's a safety thing. And they told people, look, right. if you leave, you ain't getting back in. And if you try to cross the line, you're getting out of the stadium. And you had to – I think they told us about 5,000 times just in the first quarter. We're practicing social distancing. Wear your mask. So it is going to be something you're going to hear a lot of. You can't get in these stadiums without a ticket, which, by the way, I don't know what you're doing Friday night, but we got uh, – you and I have uh, have a ticket to go watch Stahl scrimmage James Island. Coach uh, Coach McCoy from James Island called me while you were on the air and said, hey, man, if you are wanting – you know, you guys want to come over and watch some football Friday night, you're more than welcome to come over to James Island. So that's something to think about. But um, yeah, it's going to get exciting. You know, Fort doesn't have another scrimmage, I don't believe. And uh, I know some of the other teams will start the scrimmage this week. There's a weird deal of a three-day layover, Professor. So, let's say Fort scrimmage Saturday. They can't have another one until, I believe, Wednesday. So, it's one of those things where it's like, well, do we work on another scrimmage or do we just better against the dogs that we got on the field? Because I'm going to be honest, and and I know you've seen this. Some of these Mm. teams are fortunate that their wide receivers are going against better DBs on their own team, right. they'll see possibly in the region. Right, exactly, exactly, and that, you know that's that's that goes back to that old adage, right? Iron sharpens iron, sharpens iron. right? So right. if you if you're wide receiver, you know you got a good DB back there. Of course, your wide receiver is going to have to do some work and get some extra in there. Um, you would you would see nothing less. Hey, I'm glad you mentioned about the the crowd thing because that was one of the things that 
we brought up earlier during the show was the high school rules on attendance. Now, I know Swamp Fox yesterday, they did the same thing, um, repeating the uh, we're trying to be safe and the, the basically the protocol, to the, we call it now, I guess we call it the COVID-19 protocol speech. We, if, if, right. we, if we may, if we may say that, then that's that's our anthem to be the COVID nineteen. Yeah, they, there you go. Even better, the COVID anthem. You have to repeat that, and they pretty much want you to say it verbatim. Because I went off of the page a little bit. Um, it wasn't anything that I had directly in front of me. I saw it the first time, and I read it off of somebody's um, mobile device. And after that, I was like, well, let's add live it a little bit. Nothing taken out but just adding it in to try to make it fun. And, you know, I was told, listen, read it verbatim, just keep it simple. And so that now assures me that everybody across the high school region is is pretty much, right? is this something that's going to be the normal? Is this going to be read off sure. every every other every other minute or so? Or, or what do you think? I, I think what it is is the South Carolina High School League. Now, again, remember mm-hmm. the high school league – and the uh, SCISA are, are, are basically two total different organizations in the state of South Carolina. I don't know what they're doing in SCISA, but I can promise you that the, the commissioner of Rome is going to make sure, Mr. Singleton is going to make sure that uh, this mm-hmm. is something that's going to be read every, I would think, every five to ten minutes within a quarter. And it's just to, again, remind us that, again, it takes one, maybe two at worst, situations to where they this has an effect so we won't talk about it and again on southern sports central we don't even use that dirty language that c word exactly COVID. No, it right. there, but exactly. It, it is one of those things that it's a reality thing we've proven thanks to guys like jay williams and the entire south carolina youth football association that it can be done it's just just like driving down the road. You have to be responsible. You have to put your seatbelt on, and if you don't, right. you get fined. And there's other responsibilities of driving that you have to follow. So um, I think this is something that they're going to, of course, definitely repeat. I mean, I think I woke up at 4 o'clock this morning staying in my sleep. I heard it so much yesterday. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> I put the mask on and separate. Just back up. You know, it was kind of a <laughs> – I was like, what? Okay, I'm going to But – I mean, I fell asleep, basically felt like I needed to grab my mask because it's, it is something that is going to be the new norm, at least for the 2020 season. But if that's what it right. takes, if that's what it takes for us to do what we do, then, then let's do it. Let's enjoy it. I mean, who would have ever thought, Professor, who would have ever thought that on the same weekend you can watch NBA, college football, baseball, NASCAR, horse racing, I mean, golf, I mean, it's all happening at once. So it, it went from not having anything to an influx of everything. everything. And why we, we're a little upset, not really with the Pac-12 over here, but you know what the Pac-12 right. giving us? They're giving us football all year long because now they're going to play in the spring, so we'll have college football forever. This is going to honestly be right. a, a really good, you know, situation out of something bad. But the thing to me, um, Professor, that I think, the reason football is as great as it is is because it's not as long as baseball. It's not as long as basketball or hockey right. or NASCAR. It's short and sweet, so it gives you a reason to miss it. So that's my only It's piece. a bit. Even though we say it couldn't that's happen, right. it's but a, again, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say it's a buildup. 
it's a build up to something. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's almost it's almost like Christmas. Like you know Christmas only comes once a year. You know that you have to start getting ready for it a couple of months ahead of time. Some some even do it more than that. Right? Some even they've been doing it almost right. year round, getting prepped and getting ready for for that one day. Right? And it's almost like football season. You have to get prepped and get ready for that first game, for that jamboree, for that scrimmage, for this game. I think I look at it as yes, definitely it's a blessing that um, that the season was able to go on. I'm more along the lines of because of those seniors, because of those senior high school football players who actually get to finish off their season by balling, by getting out there on the grass, getting out there on the turf, putting on those pads, joking with their friends in the locker room, having fun on the sidelines, getting those interviews with Southern Sports Central, things like that. I think, believe it or not, it meant something to me. We didn't have it when I was growing up. It was all about the newspaper and just having that hype and that camaraderie. But now there's something else that can get you out there and that can possibly get you out of a situation that, hey, you just you want to try to make it to the next level, and this actually helps you do it. And having your senior year and be able to say, class of 2020 and so forth, the 21, then I think it's an awesome thing. I, I think so. I think so, Professor. I think that we're going to watch this thing kind of unfold. And, and the thing, going back to, to the high school Friday night lights that you and me and the course – you know, we'll have Eddie Tilly uh, doing this all together on Friday night, so it's going to be mm. – I'm going to go ahead and speak the entire season plus the four games to the state championship game. Uh, that being said, every game is a playoff game. Last I heard in right. high school, they're taking the top two in each region. So, mm. usually you have a wild card or a play-in team. I don't think that's going to be the case. The games that matter the most are going to be that region schedule. So my thing is curious. Well, I look at Fort's schedule. They do have, of course, uh, Berkeley, Owen Goose Creek. I don't know who got the schedule for these guys, but they definitely got, they got the hardest two out of the uh, out of the other regions. So you know, uh, yeah, and and I, it, it, like, uh, I remember <laughs> I remember looking at that schedule the other day, and I kind of thought the same thing. Um, I, I don't know how it how it got set up, you know, there are the powers that be that come up with these type of things, and you and I, hey, all we do is just call the games, but I think Fort, at at the same time, I think Fort is up for the challenge. I think they're going to step up when it's time to step up, and I think they'll they'll handle business out on the field. It's not going to be a lot of media talk. It's not going to be a lot of media hype about it. Fort Dorchester has always been somewhat successful on and off the field, and this year I don't see why it would be any different. Yeah, and, and and again, I think you nailed it right there. And, and I've been blessed enough to go and, and watch practices doing what we're going to do here coming up, and, and that is to see a lot of things. I, I think they're going to be good. And if I had to look around at, at other regions just in our area, I, I'm interested to see, of course, how Fort's going to do. I'm also interested to see how many new coaches, new faces, and new places. We had 19, 19 head coach changes in the low country alone, not to mention the rest of the state. So if we focus on this little corridor called the Low Country, 19 brand new names are put in the head football coach's locker. It's unusual. And then they had COVID to deal with on top of that. And of course, uh, your heart goes out to a place, you know, like uh, you know, the Swamp Foxes where they lost a player over there, Mr. President. Oh, so yeah, they, most definitely. It, it's been a trying time, man. So we're going to find out a lot about people. But the thing I'll tell you this on both sides last night, 
And I look forward to watching some scrimmages this week as we were, again, we were invited to go over to the uh, to the James Island one where they'll be playing stall. Right. How in shape are these guys? Last night, I cannot say enough about both that of Sumter and that of Fort Dorchester. Nobody, knock on wood, nobody cramped up. Everybody seemed to be doing well. The, the, everybody had their individual water set up. Really, trainers to, to, to the weight, to the conditioning, and a short period, by the way, for Dorchester County, too, who has only been on the field for a few weeks. So, hey, I'm excited, man. I mean, you can feel it in my voice. You can hear it, you know, in my voice. And definitely, man, that bus ride back home from Sumter, man, I was like, man, this is what I was missing in my life. Right. I think we all we all feel that little part was definitely missing because you knew football would have already started. Even down here in the low country, you know, they would have already been through conditioning. We probably would have been – actually, the games would have started last week um, around right. September 5th, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it would have already been started. So we actually would have been into our second week of high school or just all-around football by now. But like you said, with with uh, with the C word coming out, with COVID coming out and throwing it off, I didn't know about all those changes when it comes to the head when it comes to the head coaches. That right. also, you're right. That's a double whammy. That's what you have to get used to the new coach and get used to the guys, knowing some of the guys. But guess what? The guys aren't out there because of COVID. COVID came and kind of knocked your program left a little bit. And on top of that. Look where we're at. We're in September. We're in September, almost the end of August, September. What happens down here in Charleston, South Carolina? The humidity. The humidity comes the down and plays a part. It, it, yes, it comes. And best believe, if you're now trying to get into shape, it's an ugly time because you should have already. And it, it just played like that, but now it's just an ugly time to try to do it because if it's humidity coming out the way it does, it's gonna be it's gonna be a rough one for those guys to uh, to to try to get started, and I hope they I hope they all do well. I hope that we have a safe season, yeah. and we are very very sorry to hear about Swamp Fox losing a player. I would never wish that. We would never wish that from uh, Voice Sports, Southern Sports Central, or any human being. Period, with a moral uh, fiber in their being, that would ever wish that a young man to lose his life that early. So definitely prayers go out right. to Aston Ridge High School and everybody who was involved that can hear our voice, we at Southern Sports Central and Voice Sports wish many prayers and send prayer words over to you. Yeah, no doubt, man. I tell you, you know, and it is going to be, it is going to be heavy hearts. Uh, that's actually the first game that you, me, and Eddie will be calling over there on uh, right. SD Sports TV as we head to the, the swamp, right? So that's going to be uh, something. I've actually had the pleasure of being involved in the sports field knowing this young man from actually the same league, the same league that you were at right. on Saturday, the same league that we that we all sponsor between, you know, uh, Boys Sports and Southern Sports Central. You know, he grew up in that same league. The president name is one of those big names. You know, every town's got a, a, a big name back home. It's, you know, Mazeeks and Johnsons and, you know, uh, but here, That's President right. Green, right. you know, there's just certain names that, that, that stick uh, when you hear, you know, in certain schools, you know, um, you know Somerville's got theirs, Horse Sports got theirs, we're joining, that's a big name. Of course, I heard he had his right. day of practice today, that's going to be big, we'll talk, I know you'll cover that maybe next Sunday too, but, you know, you, you just kind of think about it, and, and like I said earlier, I did a Facebook Live, and I said, man, look, I got out of church, and it just hit me, I said, look, we can't take yesterday's problems with us today, 
We don't need to worry about it tomorrow. Let's just open the doors in front of us today and thank God for what we have and be positive. That's be right. the difference. Be the lot. Go out and just enjoy this day because this is the only day I guarantee you got. Tomorrow, I don't know, and yesterday you can't even change it. But, uh, you know, and I know there's a lot of upset young kids because I hear Halloween's not happening and I hear the fair's not coming to town. But little boys and girls, don't worry because you got, you got the man over here with the voice. Of course, that is uh, Voice Sports on the professor. Of course, you got Rich over here with Southern Sports. And so we're coming to town. Yeah, we're going to be right there this weekend hanging out together. Well, I say that's going to be a great time. We can't hand out any candy, but we'll definitely uh, get some interviews. <laughs> no, no, no. I got to. You know, I, I'm one of those guys, I like to snack myself, so I'll probably keep my own bag. But uh, we definitely get out there. We'll interview a couple of kids. We'll definitely interview a couple of kids. And believe it or not, here in Charleston, they're starting to catch on to the boys' sports. They're starting to catch on to Southern Sports Central on what we're actually trying to do. And I think it's a great thing that you and I are going to be uh, working together on and off the field because we talk several times a week which I'm, I'm grateful for because you always just bring me back and ground me. Um, getting with these young kids and showing them, that, hey, listen, we're going to give you a platform that everybody can see you, whether it's Voice Sports or Southern Sports Central Network. We're going to put it out there for you and help you and show you, hey, look, this is what's out there. You can get, you can get fat off of this and, and do what you got to do. And the greatest thing about this all Man, we don't ever want nothing back. I, I don't want. I don't want the cars. I don't want the house. I don't want that. The best thing you can do is get get me a rich a season ticket to the home game. That's what you do. Give me a season <laughs> ticket to the home games and make sure we can get there. Hey, I'm good. But I'm just joking. We don't want anything back. It's for a good cause, and we're doing it for the blessings that we get at the end of the day. Like you said, we live it day by day. So that's the best I can do. I can give you what I can. Right. And, and I think that's the biggest thing. And I've said this on multiple outlets when I, I, you know, I've had a few opportunities to speak on other avenues as well. And I say the guys and girls, because I, we're very fortunate that we have a very diverse group and we cover the whole state of South Carolina. Literally, we've got a guy in the Grand Strand. I've got, you know, you and I down here in the low country. Eugene's down here with us in the low country. We course in the Midlands. We've got Miss V. We've got, of course, in the upstate. We've got the high schools, uh, the, uh, the South Carolina High School Blitz. That covers Greenville. Going back down to uh, the middle of the state, we've got over there in the capital city is Everett Sands, former running back for the Conway Tigers, former running back for the Citadel, holds a few records over there with the uh, cadets. And then, of course, he was a running back coach from Marcus Lattimore for the Gamecocks. He was a running back coach at NC State, University of Texas, San Antonio, and Coastal, which, oh, by the way, Coastal wins big yesterday, I think, in Kansas. I fell asleep like Kansas did uh, during the game. So I didn't get to see the final, but I know – um, you know, that's the key. But the other part of that thing is, Professor, is that we all have our nine-to-five jobs. We're not trying to make a living on these kids, right? We're, our, our, our income yeah. isn't based on how many kids give it back to us. No, no, no. We have a nine-to-five. We have something else that we, that we make sure that we pour into so that we can take our spare time and the time that we have left over and make sure that when we're out on the field, it, it is what it is. You know, like you said, hey, man, give us the season tickets, man. Or if you make it to the NFL, look, me and the professor will travel. We will do a show just on you. Wherever you land in the NFL, we're good. We got you. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. I, I love – I think that – and that's the a, that's a gratification that we get at the end of the day to know 
like you said, those big names that come out of Somerville, that come out of Fort, that come out of Cane Bay, that come out of West Ashley, that come out of Ashley Ridge. I, I mean, to know that, hey, I remember that kid when he was in youth football, which, again, right, here comes that full circle blessing again. Professors in youth football now touching into high school. Richie Altman's in high school, touching into a little bit of college, so forth and so on, that we have everybody at that level that we're sitting there watching these kids. Right? That's what VOICE stands for, V-O-Y-C-E, viewing our youth consistently everywhere. Right? Viewing our youth consistently everywhere, and that's what we do. And that's why, that's why I said it just, it just clicks. It just clicks well together. It's, it's a puzzle that put itself together, and, and I'm loving it. I'm loving the ride. I'm loving how it's going, and uh, I can't wait for some more. Well, every Sunday night, for you guys that can hear this voice from wherever you sit, in the up and down the, the coastline of uh, the United States, across the borders to wherever you land and where you can hear, of course, you'll hear the one and only right here, as he will now have his second show next Sunday, 6 o'clock. That is the SE Sunday Showcase with your truly right there on the other end of this, of course, is the professor. He has done a great job tonight. It's only going to get better, man, because uh, – you know, we, we set up some things to put together. We wanted to make sure that if there were any creeps, we can kind of work through them, which you did a great job. And I didn't have very many, to be honest with you. But I spoke with Jay a little bit uh, before he got on with you, and I said, look, let's, let's make sure Sunday night that you're winning coaches. The reward is they get to call on and talk to the professor across the state of South Carolina, not just in Charleston. We want guys in Greenville. I saw some numbers coming across the board that weren't just here locally, and I think that's great. I know the Knights right. up in Columbia, that's kind of Tom Knotts' uh, pipeline, if I'm not mistaken. I'm sure they'll be calling on a regular basis. But uh, there's a lot of big names and a lot of big guys that are uh, going to do some big things. And I think you covered it, giving them a special three hours to recap just 24 hours ago, what they did, man, I think that's great. And then you'll have some young athletes. I know they're going to be calling in too. Yeah, we hope so. We hope to touch base with everybody. And uh, like you said, give us a rundown of how you think the game went, um, how you think you're going to change up your matchups for the following week, how you see your season, how you see your season running, how you see your season, you know, plan on going to the post games, what's, what's the deal? So definitely we want to touch base with everybody, anybody within the sound of our voice. You can always play this stuff back again. Listen, we're, we're definitely in here for the youth. Youth football is probably one of my main things. We do all sports. But now with Southern Sports Central, I get to reach a lot more people and bring the fun right here to you. So make sure you guys stay tuned and catch me every Sunday for the Sunday Showcase. It's SC, South Carolina Sunday Showcase, here on Southern Sports Central in the lab with the professor. Most definitely, Rich. Well, buddy, I'm going to let you sign off. I know, uh, you know, you're going to get back to your fatherly duties, husband duties, and all the other things. That list has probably gotten a little longer the last three hours because you've been tied up. Yesterday <laughs> tied up over uh, at the game of the week. Don't forget, next week it will be these two that you hear right here will be joined together. The pack is back, and we're going to be landing over there at Danny Jones on Saturday afternoon. There's three games, I believe. The early game is That's the right. younger generation, then they go to the next. The next and the next, we're not only bringing ourselves, we're bringing some treats with you because I believe you get to bring the truck along as well as the Italian ice coming along with uh, these two brands as well, huh? Yeah, we're definitely going to make that phone call. Uh, now that I found out and got the exclusive from Jay Williams about the uh, game of the week, 
I'll definitely make a phone call to uh, Mr. Aliko and Mr. Anton, Coach Anton out there, and uh, making sure that we can definitely bring the ice out there. And, uh, you know, you definitely get to get a scoop of that, man. You have got to try that Philly ice. It is something amazing. What's happening? No doubt. No doubt, man. So what I'll do is I'll sit back and I'll get the music started for you. I'll get on the board. I'll get the music started. You give yourself a proper sign-off. And on behalf of all of us, to all of you listeners who are joining us tonight for the first time, a part of Course Voice Sports and, of course, the professor and uh, all of those connected to Voice Sports, we welcome you to our family. And it is now, of course, one big happy family that we will do what we got to do to make sure that we get our young athletes heard, promoted. Not only can you read about them, not only can you watch their highlights, this platform right here, as you will see, as you will hear, will also give them a platform to speak and tell us not just of their favorite athlete, but maybe, just maybe, what they like to do when they're not playing the game called football. That's always an interesting conversation in itself and again on behalf of me to you uh professor man thank you so much for what you do on and off the fields what you're doing right here on southern sports central what you've done uh, i know for all those guys over there at voice sports we just can't say enough how proud and how excited how much we look forward to working together as one big family going forward my man i appreciate it ricky and thanks for the opportunity all right, bud. So I'll let you sign us off, man. And uh, until next time, man, we'll, we'll catch you. But go ahead and tell them again next time you're back on and how to catch you, how to find you. And by the way, I'm that guy. I'm that guy that got that guy on Twitter, by the way. There you go. He's definitely that guy. Definitely that guy. Ladies and gentlemen, that's right. That is Mr. Richie Altman. I got to love and appreciate everything you've been doing here on Southern Sports Central Network. I am that guy, that other guy. You've been just touched by the lab. The edition of the Sunday Showcase, South Carolina Showcase. I am the professor. I will bring you all the highlights, all the news, all the whatnot of every youth football game down here in the Charleston and surrounding areas of South Carolina. You already know how it goes. I'm the professor, and I'm out. Thank you all very much. Please listen again next Sunday, 6 to 9. We'll be back. Day in, day out, the wolf pack for life. Tell me who has the guts to come in the rain tonight. Don't care about the rest because we make our own booth. You're doing that word, it's just to feel their shoes. See, it's just a crowd pleaser. On the ground, to leave. You're the punishment for making enemies with these soldiers. Turn your back on the wolf pack.